Good morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our guest today, I want to say, this is the first rapper we've had on the show. Although, a couple years ago, I went to Miami and hung out with Rick Ross, and I did a great video on him. If you type in Rick Ross CrossFit, um, you can see that interview. These are the first words to come out of my mouth today. It's always weird. I get up before the rest of the family, and then I just start uh, start getting ready for the podcast, and then I hear my voice for the first time when I log in with you guys. Uh, before we start the show, before Licavelli jumps on here, I'm going to play this uh, this video for you. I feel like I'm a little late to the game. He released this in 2019, but, man, it's worth seeing. You guys, check this out. It's uh, three or four minutes. Enjoy. It's good stuff. Anybody can be my nigga, man. To be real, everybody nigga to me. You know what I'm saying? Can you guys hear this? Is it playing? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Why did it freeze? Oh, please don't tell me we have an internet connection this morning. Internet connection problem. Let's try one more time. Sorry, guys. Let's try one more time. Let's try one more time. Let's try one more time. Here we go. Hello? Anybody can be my nigga, man. To be real, everybody nigga to me. You know what I'm saying? I say my nigga all the time. You know, I be a white dude. Black dude, you know what I'm Don't matter who it is. I just be like, yo, what's good, my nigga? You know what I'm saying? Everybody, like, nigga, that's just a word, man. Like, we can't. The word only have as much power as you put it to it. You know what I'm saying? You got to tap into a deeper level. You know what I'm saying? Think higher. Let the white kids say nick. Uh, let the white kids say nick. Uh, let the white kids say nick. Yeah. Let the white kids say nick. Hey. They probably gonna say it anyway. White. They already say it every day. Yeah. White girls ain't tripping, boo. No. White man be my nigga too. Yeah. Let the white kids say nick. Uh, let the white kids say nick. Uh, let the white kids say nick. Hey. Let the white kids say nick. Yeah. They probably gonna say it anyway. White. They already say it every day. Yeah. White girls ain't tripping, boo. White man be my nigga too. Hello. I don't feel hate with hate. No. Keep the hate out my face. face. People be so amazed Why? by what I'm about to say. Okay. Everybody is a nigga. A what? White, black, yellow, brown. Really? Skin color don't matter. What? You can still be down. down. I ain't never been racist. Yeah. I ain't never been dumb. Hello. Either smart or you stupid. <laughs> you can only pick one. Started out Pangea. Yeah. Then the continental drift. Different sides of the equator. Huh? Now we look like this. Yeah. My brother, my sisters. <laughs> don't we all bleed red? red. Don't we all shit brown? Yeah, you heard what I said. So what he said, nigga. Am I supposed to get mad? No. No, my favorite color green. Can it help me get a bag? Let the white kid say nick. Let the white kid say nick. Let the white kid say nick. Yeah. Let the white kid say nick. They probably gonna say it anyway. They already said every day. White girls ain't tripping, boo. White man be my nigga too. Let the white kid say nick. Let the white kid say nick. Let the white kid say nigga. That's why I can't say Nick. Dang, is it lo is it loading? I don't even know if I'm doing this right. I can't hear nothing. Hmm. 
Can you hear me now? Okay, yeah, yeah, I can hear so, you. Sorry about the disrespect yeah. to yourself. There we go. Anyway, they they already said every day, yeah. white girls ain't tripping, boo. White man be my nigga too. Uh, what would Martin Luther King say? What would Martin Luther King do? What? Had a dream about white women. Got me feeling like a king too. Yeah. Free at last, free at last. Got friends, tell them come through. Right. One white girl, one black. Bust two nuts, one two. Can we all get along? What has the world come to? I just think we should love. We should kick it like Kung Fu. Why do we fight over coloring? Democrats and Republicans. We should focus on some other shit. Like improving the government. You ain't no different from me. Ain't you from Adam and Eve? You can say nigga with me. Don't you be trying to be mean. Got the blood of a king. It ain't no hate in my heart. I forgive y'all ancestors. Can't let it tear us apart. Let the white kids say nigga. 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 They probably gonna say it anyway. They already said it every day. White girls ain't tripping, boo. White man be my nigga too. Let the white kids say nigga. 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 They probably gonna say it anyway. They already said it every day. White girls ain't tripping, boo. White man be my nigga too. League of Ellie, thank you, brother, for coming on. Thank y'all for having me on the show, man. You know, my pleasure. Where are you? you taking a shower? You started the shower up in the background? Uh, no. My- Ah, we lost them. Damn, so close. So close. I'll text them. Tell them to, to tell them to click the link again. Uh, try the link again. Let's see if we can get them back on. So that song was released. That's uh Let the White Kids Say Nigga. That song was released in 2019. Uh, the, the, if you type in, it's it's such an easy name to remember. Lika Veli, L-E-A-K-A-Veli, Lika Veli. And uh, he's got a crazy body of work on YouTube. He pro- Probably a dozen videos and another 20 songs. He's been super duper active. He even has a couple releases during the so-called pandemic. He's out of North Carolina. Let's see if we can get him back on here. Part... Part of me feels bad having him on just because that song caught my attention and it's so catchy. Um, because I like, is it played out? Like, is he over that shit, or is he like stoked? Is he like, hey, he he knows it's a good song, good beat, good idea, transcendental idea. By that I mean, um, you can't you can't be if you're someone who gets offended. The opposite of being offended is to be enlightened. It means when you're free, when when you're truly free, when nothing on the outside can hurt you. And uh, and he, and he's letting he's I see the song is setting people free, and and, uh, and I think it's just a marvelous idea. Seven minutes into the show, if you guys missed the uh, opening music video, you got to see it. You got to see it. It's so catchy. He's so good. Uh, I think he's from. Is there a place called Corey? He's from Shelby, Shelby, North Carolina. Is that a place? That's definitely one of the questions to ask him. I, I kept seeing Shelby pop up and the signs of Shelby in his music videos. 
Let's see if he's going to get back on. I don't know how old he is. Looks like he just had a kid, according to his Instagram. Looks like he's about to get married. He's got a lot of stuff going on. Looks like he's been rapping for the earliest I could see is like 2017 to the present. And it's a and, and it's a it's pretty. Um, what's up, Dalton? I want to say it's, it's a it's a pretty. Uh, uh, he's getting. Um, more and more creative with his work. I was getting a little bit of like this uh, Jim Morrison uh, mix with like George Clinton, Funkadelic vibe from him. I'm not a big music guy, but of course I used to listen to a lot of music in college. What else did we do? And uh, I, I was getting, I'm, fe- I'm feeling this guy's like, he, he wants to go, he wants to go um, out of bounds. He, he wants to really explore his artistic side. I think he's going to be a great guest. I moved to Germany from Raleigh, North Carolina. Damn, that's quite the jump. That's quite the jump. Can they hear your accent over there, Dalton? Why'd you do that? You're in the military. You're in the military. That's why you did that. Oh, Licavelli, please, please come back. Nine. Uh, what time is it? We're nine twenty-one into the show. Seven eight seven oh eight a.m. California time. For those of you guys who are just tuning in, we had the guest for a minute. And then uh, it sounded like he was in a bathroom with a shower on. <laughs> Not ideal. And then we lost him. Um, let's see if we can get him back. Uh, there he is. There he is. Oh there gosh, he is. Bro, I'm so sorry. My phone died. <laughs> like my baby crying. Like, man, I had. I was taking a shit. Like so many, my phone died. I was dropping a deuce, and the baby's crying. Facts. Wait Facts. till you have two kids, and they both want a deuce at the same time. See, like I was just—I think I had a nightmare about that. <laughs> you have a boy, right? You got a boy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I con- have a son. Congratulations. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. Um, are you, is, is this, is this, I know, I know I'm late to the party. I know you released that song in 2019. Am I late to the party? Are you sick of it? Or are you like, no, fuck it. This is, this is. Nah, this is like one of them, like, um, I, I, I say like I created a bomb that's going to keep blowing. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I'm, I'm with it, bro. Like even when I'm 45, if somebody will talk about the song, cool, that's going to add to, you know, more views to the other music. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, did you see the post I made um, where I asked uh, um, Alexa? I said, "Hey Alexa, will you let will you play Let the White Kids Say Nigga?" And did you see that post I made on Instagram? I did not actually. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, I can tell you're bit you're busy. You got to. So I ask Alexa, "Hey Alexa, will you play uh, Let the White Kids Say Nigga?" Then she repeats it, but she bleeps out the word "nigga." Then she writes it on the screen and she <laughs> spells, spells it N I N I asterisk mark asterisk mark A, and then the song plays. With no censorship. So I can say it. And I, I'm I'm just disrespected by the fact of like we're adults. Yeah. Like fuck you. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, man. Did you ever um did you ever get caught cheating on a girlfriend? Um, as far as like 
in the action, no. But this no, but like she sees a text message on your phone. Yeah, or like, yeah, or like you're at you're at, you're at the restaurant with one girl and another girl comes in. You're like, oh shit. Yeah, that's like back in the day stuff. Cause like I'm, you know, I'm engaged now. But hell, yeah. of course, I don't lie to you. Like I've been through it all. I definitely. So when I when I was in college, I I um had this girlfriend. And she found out that I was seeing this other girl, and she saw it on a text message on my phone. And all of a sudden, when she caught me, I, I was set free. Mm. And she goes, she goes, you're not upset? You don't, you're not going to deny this? I'm like, no, holy shit. I didn't expect this. She's like, what? I'm like, I'm free. I don't have to hide it from you anymore. <laughs> I don't have to hide it from you anymore. I'm free. Hey, I went through that. Uh, first girlfriend, actually. Like, you know, every time I fucked up, it was like, all right, I'm, I'm wiggling my way out of here, you know? Yeah. Well, it's ex- it's exhaust. It's exhausting to lie. It is. And so when you play this, when you release this song, and, and so I'm going to ask you something. In a, this is obviously facetious. Can you imagine being born onto planet Earth? And there's already a word waiting here to offend you. Facts. Can you you imagine being fucking born and there's already a word waiting that when some motherfucker says it, you got to fight them? Facts. Facts. Fuck you. I ain't playing that. That's stressful. And it ain't right. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't ask for that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, I got old relatives. I feel like. On both ends of the spectrum, you feel me? Older white and older black, you know, everybody wouldn't an asshole, if that makes sense. Like, even when you watch 12 Years a Slave, it's fucking Brad Pitt at the end. It's like, you know what, bro? I'll send your letter off. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I just I just try to look at it like, you know, Martin Luther King said, um, one day... A man won't be judged by the color of his skin, but the content of his character. So, like, I just mix that shit up with a little bit of weed smoke, you know what I'm saying? And a little bit of, you know, uh, young trap beat, you know, for the kids to jump around to and and put a whole lot of truth into it for real. Like, like that's why um, I got the name Leek Avelli, because I feel like, um, you know, my name is Leek, but, oh, Malik. And I go by Leak, but I added the Veli on there because, you know, Pop spoke on a lot of real topics and he really just didn't give a fuck. Like, you know, something you was saying your brain, but you're scared to say it out of your mouth. He capitalized on that. So, like, that's the same way I see myself. Um, I'm just going to capitalize on the shit you're thinking, but you're scared to say it. If that makes sense. Oh, God, it's my bread and butter. It's my bread. Hey, it's how comedians work. Facts. Facts. Look at Dave Chappelle. How about how about being born? How about being Muslim and someone draws a picture of Muhammad and now you got your all your people got to kill him? How about being born with that shit? It's terrible. I, I don't want to. I don't want like someone drawing a picture and all of a sudden I got to kill him. Oh, I got to like train my whole life just to blow myself up on a plane. Like No, fuck that. Tough. That's just terrible. Like I, I can't even smile. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I um, what, t- tell me about writing that song. Are, are you just um? T- tell me about like how, how does the chorus come first? Does the hook come first? What, what? How does that song pop in your head? And by the way, great job with the beat. It's so funny. I, eventually, we'll talk about the reaction videos. The reaction videos are classic on that song. 
Yeah, people want to come in hating and they all get schooled. It's great. It's beautiful. Yeah. That section went crazy. But anyway, um, so it started with like an idea and my cousin had sent me like three free beats. Um and my cousin I have cousins that are producers, um, Sonny the Man. He's the producer of that beat. And I also have a cousin, Doe School, D-O-E-S-K-O-O-L. So those two are like my main producer cousins, like get beats from them all the time. Had the beat ready, stored up. It wasn't even about the beat at first, honestly. It was like the idea of the song. I remember talking about it to somebody, and it was just like, boy, you'll, you'll change the world. You do something like that. But um, I don't think everybody expected me to go sit down and write the song. You know what I'm saying? So it started with the verse. Um, the first verse was like, that was me trying to like it took a while to piece it together too because like it wasn't just a freestyle like i had to say some shit you know so um start with the verse and then the hook was easy i promise the hook was like what's something that's like triggering like how do i get people to just like really say what the fuck is this i need to go look and it was just like that repetition you know what i'm saying when you repeat something, it's easy to get stuck in somebody's head. Let the white kid say nigga, uh. Let the white kid say nigga, uh. Let the white kid say nigga, uh. And then, you know, you might not even hear what I'm saying all the way. You just hear that vibe. You just like, okay, it's riding. Then you look up the lyrics like, oh, shit. <laughs> you know? Um, But, yeah, like, the, the, the hook came after the verse. And then the beat was just there. So I'm just going over beat seeing what fits. Like, I'm trying to see which one of these beats got the vibe perfect. Like, I believe I picked the beat and then put the hook. You know what I'm saying? Because it just went together. But are you just giddy as you're laying as you're as this song's coming together and you're looking at the paper and now you got the beat? Are, are you just like, are you like a little kid in a candy shop? Are you ever just like? holy shit this is it yeah like yeah like i knew like you like, just want to jump up and down and be like fuck yes i knew i knew i was like this is some shit i never heard before you know what i'm saying and when you do that and like what the fuck like everybody that make music really want to make something people like or something that you know actually sound good but imagine you go create something you never even seen or heard this shit before it's like it's like I'm Elon Musk or some shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Is that why you is that why I'm getting some starting in your later music? I'm starting to get this sort of like Jim Morrison, George Clinton vibe from you. Like you're like you're wow. you're, start, you're starting to explore. You're wow. you're you're leaving the rap game, you're fucking around with um Nirvana, you're 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 fucking around with different people. You, you I mean that guy, you had T Lion in there, you had Haley, you got a bunch of songs that aren't rap songs. Is that is that what's going on? Uh, did you get into did you get into ayahuasca or lsd or something what are you doing uh i'll be honest bro like my first mixtape when i was young bro i was on some shit like i had grew dreads you know what I'm saying i was like you know how you you lose a little weight you try a little you know you kind of got a smoking weed habit try a little shit here and there your family think you on crack you know you kind of get exiled and judged and whatnot and then you know, my first mixtape, I had wrote down a list of song ideas, and I put a drug beside each song idea. And I said, I'm going to do this for this song, and I'm going to do this for this song. And, like, I just thank God I made it out of that, like, headspace. But, you know, I went to college for a year, shit, 
tweaked me. Like I was living life. And um yeah, bro, I don't try LSD. I've tried like most of everything except for like, you know, like crack and coke. I never did coke actually. And I never did heroin or no strong, scary movie shit. You know what I'm saying? But as far as the kids, psychedelic, let's just have fun, let's trip for a day, or you know, yeah, I did the I did the American drugs, if that yeah. makes sense. Uh, when was your first when did you know you were gonna be a rapper? When did you know you're gonna be a, a, a musician? I think I always loved music and I was one of them kids. I didn't know what I was gonna do till I was probably about 15, 16, and I started actually like writing raps. And when I finally wrote a rap and I liked it and I could memorize it and go rap it to the friends at school, like that's when I knew. So I'll have to say 15, 16 is when I knew I was gonna rap. How do you do that? How do you like um when I was 15 or 16 and I was going to high school, I just wanted to make sure my hair was perfect. I had the right shoes that I didn't like, you know, that my shirt wasn't wrinkled. And yet I would have never tried to rap in front of my friends and risk getting laughed at. Fuck that. Yeah. It, it, you do got to go through the whole, like you thought it was hot. They was like, mm, you need to work on that. That shit don't feel good. <laughs> but like, once you go through that red hot feeling of like, damn, I'm kind of embarrassed over and over again, you kind of go numb. And then I will say, yeah, bro, getting high, like smoke, I was smoking like every day. So like it got to even at 15, at 15, you were smoking Oh, no, no, no. Weed. Let me clear that oh. up. I ain't going to oh. do my mama like that. No, uh-uh. I, I started smoking weed probably about late 17, 18. Okay. Um, but it wasn't heavy then. So let's say 19 is when I was full-blown pothead you know what i'm saying and i believe that gave me like a numbness to like uh oh i'm scared to put this out you know i'm scared what everybody gonna say or you know i went to school with all these people when i put this video they're gonna be like man this nigga weird or like he on some he on some other type time like i got over all that bro like i i've single-handedly like broke all the chains of like i'm scared of what somebody has to say over time like over the years like and, and sometimes it even like fucks with my real life as far as like trying to do normal shit like you know some days i just want to wake up and scream bro like not not no depression type but like just i'm lit bro like i'm a lit person i have a lit personality like i live lit like Sometimes I just want to cut a backflip land on my feet. Somebody else will look at me like, <laughs> he's not behaving like a black man. You know what I'm saying? He's not behaving like the cliche. You know what I'm saying? He, you know, he need to be more this way or that way. But if you if you look at life, it don't matter who you are. Everybody's going to have a certain perception of what they think you should do. Like there's a box in their mind that you're not fitting in. So it makes them uncomfortable. You know, the box was never on me. It was in their mind, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. So how old are you right now? 25. Oh, man, you're just getting, you're on the launching pad of life, getting ready to take off. Yeah. I, uh, I, I thought I was old. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You're, you're, you're baby. I can't believe you have another baby already. Um, so Let's go back to your name again, Leakavelli. So, so you were, you were, your mom and dad named you Malik. Right. And then tell me about how Leakavelli came. 
well, nickname Leak. You know, basically everybody just called me Leak. Uh, friends, family, whoever. Um, How, do you know why? It's, I feel like it's natural. Like it's I, sometimes I think it's just natural how, you know, you can nickname somebody like you know, like like my name's Sevon, but people call me Sevy. Yeah, like I got. But I think it's just because they can't say Sevon. I think it's just because they're like, fuck, that's a fucking hard name to say. I ain't gonna lie, I, I thought it was just Seven. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a cool way to spell it, but yeah, but um, yeah, bro, just went to leak, 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 and then you know. I went through a whole lot of names, bro. I used to call myself Mally. I didn't like that after a while. Like, I think it was Mally Machiavelli or something like that. And, and then, so Leakavelli is a play on Machiavelli. Right. Right. Like, Tupac was, like, my favorite artist. And it wasn't even just because of the music itself. It's just, like, the passion, you know, behind Fuck the World, like. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a weirdo too, like you. Facts. He got he got Jim Morrison in him too. He got that artist. When you were saying that you wake up in the morning sometime and you just want to scream or you're ready to do a backflip, that I, I I I'm like that's that's like the that's the creator energy in you leaking out. That's how I started thinking Leakavelli. That's it, like pushing through the cracks. Like, dude, wow, you're not normal today. God's energy is gonna just pour out of you, like the creative energy. Yes. Hey, man. <laughs> when did you put your first song down? And, and and how have you stayed so prolific? I saw you doing a conversation on a vlog with a dude with longer hair. Um, you guys were pretty stoned. He was really stoned. Um, and you guys, it was, it was hard to follow for, for me. Um, but uh, there was some criticism there of like, hey, man, the, some of you say you're rappers, but you're not putting out shit. I think that's what I understood. It was a lot of slang. I, I had to. I felt like I had to interpret. But yeah, so yeah, because and I'm, I'm like, yeah, I could see him there. having that criticism because he, this guy is fucking prolific. Yeah. I mean, you're putting out shit every few months. Yeah, I actually feel like I've haven't been doing shit recently, bro. Like the stuff that I put out, even is like um, just on the fly. Like I'm working on something that's more serious that I really want to, you know, be taking more like this is me. Um, but yeah, I just been experimenting and trying to get stuff out on the fly. Cause I've been so busy, like between, you know, trying to make, you know, the whole get a real job shit. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I do have to battle the whole beginning stages of being an artist. Like nobody give a fuck until like, you know, I got a million dollars and I'm like, you know, I'm in the Bentley, but on the climb up, it's, you have to fight to put out art. Like, you have to fight to have that time to, you know, make a song and it be taken serious. Because, like, I ain't gonna lie to my people. It's more like this nigga just be rapping and stuff. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he just be doing crazy stuff all the time. Quit getting all them tattoos. You're not gonna get no job like that or you know what I'm saying? Like the whole, you know, the cliche, like, you need to come get oh. this warehouse job, 19 an hour, you know? My mom my mom wanted me to get, I was uh, 34 years old, still fucking around with the camera. I'm 49 now. I was 34 years old, still fucking around with the camera, still drawing pictures. But I was disciplined as fuck. But, like, I would be homeless or I would live at home and get kicked out. Then I'd move in with a girlfriend. But I wake up every morning and make another video. Make, and, and it was before, like, YouTube, you know. And, and uh, I would make it 
take other pictures or I, if let's say I knew I was friends with you, I'd run over to your house and be like, Hey, can I take pictures of you um, rapping? Or can I go to a, 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 the bar with you when you do your concert tonight? And I would take pictures and then I would give pictures out to everyone for free. And I just kept chasing it. And, and even and at 34, I was, ba- as, that was the last time I got kicked out of my mom's house. Um, uh, you know, you probably like this story. I was growing weed at my mom's house, just one plant. I had found the seed at a friend's house. And I took pictures of the plant every single day for like 80 days through its whole period of like growing from seed to like to to it flowering and turning into marijuana. Right. Changed the light cycle to 1212. And I took all those pictures leak and I and I um, um, wrote down what I did every single day underneath the picture. And then I cut out those pieces of paper and I glued them to pieces of cardboard. And I made a book, how to grow like four ounces of weed in 80 days. And I called it that. And then one day I was reading the newspaper and there was this guy who lived in Oakland, which was like uh, 30 miles from my house, Oakland, California. And he was the largest publisher of marijuana books in the world. His name was Ed Rosenthal. And uh, so I I, I call up the publishing company. I'm like, yo, I got this book. And they said, cool, come on over. So I come over and their publishing company's in this giant old ass Victorian house, you know, like with like 15 bedrooms, like a haunted house. And I go in there and I show them the book. It's just all these pieces of cardboard glued together and shit. And it's this book. And they're like, where's the uh, disc? You know, because this is because they and I'm like, what do you mean? They're like with the manuscript. I'm like, no, there is none. This is it. They're like, "Okay, we'll take it. And to this day, like for the first five years, I made like a thousand dollars a month off that book. They published that book, but it was just some, I, when I made that book, I wasn't making it to sell. I was, and I didn't even smoke weed at the time. I'd given it up, but I was like you, I just had to be like, I I do shit. You just had to do something, man. I do stuff. I have to be making stuff. I have to be making stuff. And to this day, I still get a couple hundred bucks a month from it. See, and I and I put it under a fake name because I was a scared little bitch. I put it under C More Buds, S E E M O R E B U D S. And and the, the reason why I saw chose that name is I remember seeing some show on TV that there was some porn guy and his name was Seymour Butts, and maybe or maybe that was on The Simpsons. I can't remember. But anyway, so then I just chose Seymour Buds, and then I wrote a second book. They asked, they commissioned me to make a second book. And, you know, when you're living at home and you're making a thousand bucks a month and you can buy, you know, cigarettes and, and coffee for your girl, you're a pimp. I was I felt like mm-hmm. I felt like a king, 60 bucks in my pocket, mm-hmm. man. <laughs> no, that feeling. I don't have times where I have fucking five dollars in my pocket, but I had some weed and I was living like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, so is that what you're going in and the whole time? My mom's like, Hey, you need health insurance. You got to get a job at Starbucks. You got to do this. Yeah. Is, is that what you're getting? Your, your parents hurt your, your, your fiance's parents. They're, they're pressuring you to. Um, it, it's like, it's, it's really like, I really went through that more in the younger twenties of like, cause I, I was on the edge, bro. Like I've had, um, a couple car accidents type, you know, um, like fall asleep driving and stuff like late nights. I was working at Chick-fil-A for like five years and like, it was the weirdest double life in the world, bro. Like I get up four o'clock in the morning to go be at work by five, get off work, go studio, go performing at clubs, hanging out all night, doing whatever, bro. Then still find some way to get back up in the morning at like four and go back to work. So like, I think I built discipline like that, but yeah, like I went through the whole like after I quit that, I ain't have a job for a long time. Like, um, 
And yeah, like the whole, you need health insurance, you need life insurance. Like my attention span, bro, it's a battle. Like even now I'm still getting my shit together. I just recently got a new vehicle. I had an old ass Buick. Um, uh, what do you have now? Like a Nissan Sentra 2013. Uh, more reliable than your Buick? Yeah. Like, but I've had, a, I had flexed and got like a Mustang when the song blew up. I had like a 2011. Um, was like, it the red one that's in some of your videos? Of course. It was that one with the black stripes. Yeah. That shit was my baby, but I had to let it go because I was living above my means, man. Um, tell me about Chick-fil-A. So I went to a Chick-fil-A for the first time. I don't know. Someone took me there like six or seven years ago. I couldn't believe how nice every time I'm in a Chick-fil-A, how nice all the employees are. Yes, that's real. Yeah. That's what's real. the deal with Chick-fil-A? Why, why? Like all the kids look like they like they just got out of church and then they went to work at Chick-fil-A. Hey, honestly, like it, it might be. I think it's something where like if you're a homeschooled fundamental Baptist kid, your parents are like, yeah, you work in the Chick-fil-A. Like, you know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what happened. Because even at Chick-fil-A in my city, I'm from Shelby, North Carolina. And, like, that's a ratchet city, bro. Like, it's, it's like, half country, but it's, like, the ra- it's like a ratchet little little town almost. Um, about 33,000 people. And, um, yeah, same thing you saying. Like, what you see on TikTok is real, bro. Like, they got to be no ple- uh, my pleasure or, you know do you need this or do you need it's like a five-star restaurant fast food place if that makes sense and the food is great i still love it um, do they tell you that when you work there is that like the whole thing are they like coaching period. you the whole time like hey there won't be any like they tell you to make eye contact they tell you to say thank you serious, clothes yeah. have to be clean tell me about that i'm so curious um, i worked in you guys kitchen. pray before work i mean it's, it's a religious place too right <laughs> nah it ain't no. that like no. It's a religious place, but it's some shit in there still. You know, we we human. It's still some folks that are, you know, they might hire somebody that's like, man, fuck this shit. But you know, it's fast food, so in right. and out, in and out, got people in and out. Um, but the I worked in the kitchen, so the discipline of the kitchen is more like the military. Like it ain't all about our pres- being as, as presentable. Um, but I did have to like this right here. I had to shave this shit, bro. They made me shave. Like, I only got this much hair. You know what I mean? Like, it still made me. <laughs> I can't even see it. It's <laughs> stupid. <laughs> um, I had Hispanics in the kitchen. Like, most Chick-fil-A's have Hispanics in the kitchen. Um, if it ain't like middle-aged white people, no offense. <laughs> racist, racist, racist. <laughs> but like, yeah, like the Hispanics fucking outwork anybody and anything so more racism people more racism see how he's just pigeonholing people by the color of their skin some stereotypes be like damn why is that shit kind of true like what the fuck but yeah they definitely i'm I'm from california man we got hard work hard working fucking latin motherfuckers everywhere yep everywhere just grinding yep taking their kids everywhere working two jobs yep it's crazy Yep. And they're all and all the kids are great. And me seeing that firsthand, it kind of made me step my shit up. Like, damn, this shit is like unreal how hard they go, like, for everything. Like they go hard. Are you are you do you write every day? 
I don't. I used to. I used what? to, but I don't. Do you get mad at yourself when you don't? Like, what's the plan? Yeah. What? Tell me. Like, tell me. Like the the artist plan, the creator's plan. Um, it comes as a feeling. Um, most times, and I feel like I was on a type time where I was, you know, single, bullshitting around, but now I'm not, and I got kid. Like, and you know, it's like I'm trying to. I'm going to the family man mode. You know, I don't gain weight. I look chunky in the face a little bit. Like, yeah, you have an incredible. You get, you got to fix that, dude. You got an amazing body in some of those videos. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah, liked you looked all shredded and shit. You got to get that body back. Facts, I do. Okay, and, um, so sorry about writing and creating. You're in family man mode. Yeah, uh, I'm in family man mode, and it's mm-hmm. like, um, that's what it's. It's hard to like have the time to like do the art that I want to like I, I if it was up to me I would have a studio in my house and I just wake up every day and do this shit but like um you know I'm can't, I'm, you, I'm can't you tap into some shit can't you like tap into the fear of being a father tap into the the crazy profound love you're having for your son can't you get a like I don't know if this is true but I heard um Lil Wayne uh he basically has like a a, a, a microphone stand and mm-hmm. like it goes to like a little zoom recorder and he mm-hmm. just takes that shit everywhere. Like just goes to his hotel room. I don't know if he still does this, cracks a bottle of cough syrup and fucking gets to work. Hey, but like the thing for Wayne is it's a million niggas. That's like, Oh my gosh, you need me to mix that, bro. I got, I can do that for you right now, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For me, it's like, <laughs> nigga, I got hey, I got work in the morning, bro. I hit to hit you tomorrow. Oh yeah, bro. I'm, man, I'm I'm with my old lady right now. I'm had to hit you tomorrow. Like it's different when you know you ain't Wayne. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. But um, I have but that same feeling. Go ahead. Like I'm just like I feel like Wayne, bro. Like I have that. Like bro, I can rap any moment of the day I'll, I'll be wanting to make music all the time like it's like a it's like a a drug like like i get high off that shit like art in general i'm an artsy person so like i even like visual art i like all that like are you gonna get are, are, do you ever get depressed if you're not creating if you don't have an outlet yeah Maybe i don't depressed do isn't the right word but i went through that a lot I like no longer is it depressed it's more like frustrated because like I feel like depression is like a choice. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yep. Um, yep. Um, so like it used to be depression, but now I'm not, I haven't been depressed in a while. Like it's, I'm happy. I'm, you know, it's just that frustration of like watching the, the clock and feeling like, you know, days going by and I'm not valuing life for the, this human experience could be fast. You know what I'm saying? It, it can be gone in an instant. So I'll be feeling like I'm not living to the fullest human potential if I'm just sitting around, you know, just day to day and just I I try later or I'll do it tomorrow. Or I'll do it when I got some money or, you know, some days I do get a little antsy and just be like, you know what? Fuck everything. If everything went to shit right now, I just need to make some art like, you know, but that's because when I was coming up and growing up that's what helped me with everything that's my form of therapy like anything i felt that was wrong or i felt like i was struggling with i can make a song about it and and even now that's gonna happen this frustration is gonna turn into that but like it ain't as quick because i ain't doing it every day like i was but 
yeah, it's, it's some J. Cole shit coming soon. Like, I'm going to get on some J. Cole shit, be rapping about, like, you know, married life and, like, you know what I'm saying? But still, um, yeah, bro, like, it's a rock star inside of me that just wants to, like, spit on shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to, you got to. Um, t- um, wh- where do you meet these people that you collaborate with? Like, tell me about T Lion. What a what a trip when I click on that video and I see that guy with you. All my prejudices, all my like, he doesn't fit in the box. Where the <laughs> fuck did he come from? He doesn't, he doesn't belong in a rap video. Hey, that's so lit. Like, T Lion is like a great friend. Like, I met him on Snapchat. Like. Didn't even know him. Um, I think we was we was. I, I got a group called Trapezoid. Yes, know. and we'll, let's talk about them too. About that right. whole thing. Um, Trapezoid is like this widespread, like you know, collective kind of like ASAP Mob <laughs> shit like that, but more for the weirdos, you know. And um, yeah, um, yeah. You know we was looking, Go we ahead. Was, we was looking for like a photographer or something. And he take pictures. So, like, I hit him up. I mean, he hit us up. And it was like, I met with him the first couple of times. I'm like, man, this dude weird. But, like, I like weird. And he got a great heart. And, like, when I didn't have a job, his dad is a contractor. So, like, he hit, um, I used to work with him um, for his dad, actually, like, building houses and shit like that. And, like, whatever they needed around the land, like, the landscaping or the, or the lot. Um, he helped me get that job, and like his family been like great friends to me, man. They done helped me do so much. So like, yeah, T Line is like a good ass friend, like that rare friend that you get throughout a bunch of years. If that makes sense. Did you make him? Did you make him um, rapper? He already had. He already had some. He always wanted to do music, and I kind of like just helped him. You know, I I be in the studios. He didn't. So now. He'd be in the studios, if that makes sense. How, of course, how, um, how come I haven't, when I, when I search your name, a shitload of music comes up. I watch music videos all night, listen to all music. Um, how come there's no podcast with you? <laughs> Nigga, dysfunctionality, if that's a word. Like, I don't try to sit down and like, I just need the consistency and I need like, I'd be But how come I- no one's interviewed you? How come the radio, st- there's no like, how come, how come when that song came out, um, let the white kids say nigga, like uh, twenty radio stations didn't have you on? Well, two things. One, I wasn't focused enough to like take it so serious because a lot of people was hitting me up, but I was just like, I suck at the phone shit, bro. Like, I will be honest, like you're killing I, it now. Yeah, man, man, and like, um, so it's two things that that I didn't go as hard with that momentum because i had the momentum in my hand like i should have just said fuck everything else in the world like every distraction possible and just like went hard with that every day so i'll say that's on me but the second thing is like that's a crazy topic and a lot of people don't want to get into that kind of like they're scared of that type of shit man ain't nobody want to be like well I think it go hard nah because they scared that their fan base might be like man fuck that fuck him fuck you you know but every single review i saw for the song was fucking amazing except for these two fucking cowardice bitches and one of these motherfuckers had on a kaepernick shirt and if you wear a kaepernick shirt you you're a 
bitch in my mind. He's a bitch. He's a shit starter. He's divisive and he spreads racism and promotes racism. And that's my, my what I feel. Okay. Not, not what I feel. That's how my psychology works. And okay. the other guy is fucking wearing a handkerchief with the fucking marijuana is sitting in his car, got his COVID mask while he's sitting alone in his car with marijuana leaves on his COVID mask. I'm like, yeah. you're a fucking bitch too. And like, I, 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 white people are terrified of four things. Terrified. Okay. They don't want to be called racist. Right. They don't want to be called sexist. They don't want to be called homophobe. And they don't want to be called pedophile. And they're so scared of those four things that they're willing to be disingenuous, liars, cheats, and scumbags. That's right. how scared they are of those. And right. that's, and, and, and I think that's what kind of what you're saying. But I'm like, Oh my God, everyone's terrified of him. And he released this song in 2019. That was like, w when did the George Floyd thing happen? Was that, did Deshaun come out before or after that? That was after that. Yeah, the George Floyd thing happened after that. Yeah, you so. were ahead of your time. Yeah. I mean, um, you fucking, you, you, you brought a beehive into a small room and everyone's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but in 20 years, when it's like 50% of the population is mixed kids, like shit gonna be like one of the great, it's like the greatest hits of Lika Valley. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, you're setting everyone free. Yeah. Every, every, every child that's born with melanated skin should not have to fucking be born into a world. And, and, and it's not fair, but life's not fair. So that doesn't even make any sense. But should not have to be born into a world with a word waiting for them that they're going to be offended by. It's fucking idiocy. And for yeah. us to continue to support that is horrible. Does that mean that everyone should just run outside and just be like, nigga this, nigga that? No, I'm not suggesting that at all. You shouldn't say <laughs> cunt around. You shouldn't say fuck. But like no one should feel that they have to – they have to fight someone because they said a word being offended like is the opposite of being enlightened being offended is the opposite of being creative right it is the opposite i feel like it's a weakness if that makes sense but yes i don't judge yes. but i don't judge because like people get information in their own time like somebody could have told me if you would call me nigga in sixth grade i would have told all my friends and would have jumped you Right. Because I was in a time where I was being trained, you know, as the same as everybody else. When you yep. went to school, you come up trained in a certain way. And yep. I, I went to a like lean on me, ratchet ass middle school. Right. So my headspace wouldn't even like it is now. Then, like I would, you know, if you'd have called me nigga at a, as a 12 year old, we'd have fought. But growing up and being exposed to a lot of information. Um, I think I went through, you go through levels, right? And you go through the, oh shit, I'm learning a lot. And then it's like, oh, I'm learning a whole lot. Oh shit, I think I know some shit. Oh, conspiracy theories. You know what I'm saying? Now you like, you know, damn, the government is a lie. You know what I'm saying? Then you go to like, oh shit, I'm fucking depressed because I feel like I know too much. And then, <laughs> and then you go past that and it's like, I don't know shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know a damn thing. And that's like the ultimate mental state of like knowledge is when you realize I'm a human being. I'm going to constantly learn till I die. And I don't fucking know shit. Like, I think I know something, but a fucking car could ride by and splash mud on my face. And I just forget everything I was just thinking about. Like, you know what I'm saying? 
Dude, that should be a fucking poster. You know those – it should be a, 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 a poster that's like uh, 24 inches wide and 6 feet tall that college kids put on their door and it's you like in, 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 in like a pair of black pants and a wife beater. And, it, and, it, and it's like <laughs> the levels of consciousness by Lee Cavelli. Dude, it, you nailed it. I never heard anyone say it quite like that. It's um, it's 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 a uh, yeah. It, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely nuts. And do you ever feel alone? That is, is um. Oh, hold on, hold on. Does Jada know this stuff? Has Jada wow. been this solution? Well, he do some research. You a wild dude. Well, I mean, you got my Instagram shit. Yeah, like okay, Jada is like this interesting. Like Jada is like say she saved my life. If that makes sense. I was, you know, crazy, wild, you know, dysfunctional, disorganized. And then I meet Jada. She's like, she had this aura around her. And it's like this, it's like this Nubian queen. You feel me? But at the same time, she's so sweet and so calm and so kind hearted. But when she do snap on my ass, it's like, that's a black woman. You know what I'm saying? She snap on my ass. But. She cleaned me up, bro. Like she cleaned me up. She changed how I look at stuff, and like, you know, I I don't have the same. The urge to do crazy shit is there, but it ain't like I'm gonna die without it. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and if 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 your question is, do she think the exact same way? No, and that's a beautiful thing too. Like, you know, what I don't have, she has, and what she don't have, I have. I, I I guess what I mean by that is when you start getting to start seeing the bigger, bigger picture that like we really don't know anything and then right. you start really tapping into perception more than like analysis or, 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 or you're able to analyze for, let's say, the sake of your art, but you don't believe your own bullshit. Like right. you'll be like, you know what I mean? Like you can use it, but but you don't you don't have to be um, like um for I don't know, for lack of a better thing, a rock hits your windshield, cracks your windshield. You know that you you have the choice to be angry or not be angry, but you explore that anger, but knowing you're not that anger. You Hell know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you start seeing that level that you were describing, um, if the people around you don't see that level, at least like one person that you love, shit can get a little weird. You can start to feel crazy. You're like, fuck, does no one else see this? That like oh, this bro, is I all promise, I've, been, fit, this, I've been crazy this, half my life, bro. Like as as far as on paper. Um, like, yeah, bro, like, I even think I am open to the thought that the earth could be flat. You know what I'm saying? You can't just say that shit. Like, yeah. and you from California, bro, like, it's different for you. Y'all can do whatever the fuck y'all want to an extent. Like, I get that you, you know. You have well, the only reason why I can there. have you on and do this, let me be clear, because I was already canceled. No one, I know why no one will touch you. You should have seen when I posted that on my Instagram. People were like sending me DMs. Are you fucking crazy? You're going to get canceled. Dude, I already been canceled. I can't get I it. I'm unemployable. Canceled. Yeah, I was born canceled. Yeah, Shit. well, I wasn't born canceled. I was in the hustle. I was making bank, <laughs> hoping to fucking keep making bank. But being canceled is free. I'm free now. Yeah. I can have Leakavelli on and I can say nigga as many times as I want. No one can do, what can you do to me? Yeah, I'm not gonna hire nah, you. Cool. You know, use it at your own risk. Don't just go outside. No, no, no. I won't but ever use me, it outside of this. I, with me, I see you for who you are, not yeah. just a white dude saying "nigga." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um. So, so, but, so, so, you were talking about being crazy your whole life, like feeling like crazy your whole life. Yeah, bro. Like I never really just fit in. Like, but I had the ability to like 
um, adapt. You know what I'm saying? Like I could be a chameleon. If I'm hanging around the nerds, I can get nerdy, bro. If I'm hanging around the gangsters, I might slap you. If I'm hanging around, you know, my cousins, I'm going to turn up and have a good time. If I'm if I'm hanging around the Chick-fil-A kids, I can talk about the Bible, bro. I know God, you know? Like, and like, sometimes I feel like that's a blessing and a curse because like, um, they say a jack of all trades can be like good at nothing sometimes. But like, I, I I I honestly feel like I was blessed to be this diverse because I'm a vessel, right? And and when you a vessel, you have to like take on things that people around you might not have to take on. Um, so I have to feel these things because God made me to feel these things. Like He made me to be the guy that can like uh, identify with somebody that another person might drive right by him and be like, man, that's a piece of shit. To, but I'm built to where like I, I wonder what why you know he did what he did. Or I wonder why this piece of shit, quote unquote, um, is judged this way. I wonder, you know, because he was once a baby too, and I'm sure when he was born, he was this cute little baby, like you know, pure and innocent in this world of dirt. You feel me? Like so, like everybody was once born, so everybody was once pure and sinless for at least five seconds until that first diaper change. You know what I'm saying? Then you dirty. But yeah, I'm that person, bro. Do you have siblings? Yeah, I got, um, I got a baby sister. Um, well, a little sister, she's about seven years old. Um, on my dad's side and I got, um, a little brother. He's 22. Um, my, me and me and him got the same mom and my mom had married a guy when I was like two years old. So he's got like, um, four other kids besides my little brother. Cause that's his dad. Is, I ain't mix you up, but that's, yeah. Is, is that, is it, is it, um, since you grew up that way, is it just normal or is shit weird? Nah, that's normal. Like, especially where I'm from, like it's mostly broken homes. <laughs> It's weird when I meet somebody that got both parents, like that are married, been married the whole time. Like, that's when shit weird. But um, and that's sad. But like, that's the truth. Like, but as far as broken homes, yeah, bro. Most of my friends growing up ain't nobody. Everybody got some story, even if their parents were together. Like, they might not be right now or something like that. So, it's not weird. And and you said something about your dad early on. What did you say about him? About him using, um, being able to um, say things that other people were afraid to say, or go places in his head that other people weren't willing to go and and like uh, articulate. Um, is your dad still around? And, and can you give me some examples of that? I think I think I don't know if you heard. I don't know if I said that because like I didn't say that. <laughs> you didn't. Dad, oh, my oh, real dad, like my father. You said your pops. You said your pops. That's the word you used. You said my my. I, we were talking about being um, in the beginning. I thought you said something about being uh, creative, and no, you're talking about me. No. Oh, oh, I'm you didn't say creative. your pops. I, okay, okay, bro. That nigga won't. He can't even paint a stick figure. Like <laughs> my, my daddy, not that. No, huh? I love my daddy, but like, nah, he ain't no. We and we wasn't that close as me growing up, like. Um, my okay, real. sorry. I thought you said my pops. Okay, so so because I okay, so where did you get your rapping rapping at? 
Just you know, from- it's crazy. I got one cousin, dope school, who got he done had a studio since I was a, a little kid. Like he been doing music. Um and he he's like one of the main inspirations for me. Besides that, my uncle, my mom's brother, my uncle Rock. I used to like go in his room and like, you know, fuck with shit, mess with shit. And he always had like raps wrote. And my first MP3 player, um, I got when I was about twelve or thirteen. He had the laptop full of music that the of the music I put on that MP3 player. So I would have to say my uncle Rock. His name is Rocky, um, but we call him Uncle Rock. Um, and and my cousin Dosko. That's that's them. Them was any the only music inspirations that was close, if that makes sense. Are are do you ever see people quit? Like are are, are there like? Let's go back to before I go there. Let's talk about Trapezoid. So you started Trapezoid. Yeah, I started Trapezoid. And and when did you start it? Twenty fifteen. So six years. And is there is there like an official list of people who are a part of it? Um. Right now, I'm only gonna say Flex, uh, Brico, Sicko, uh, Brando, and T Lion. Oh, and Haley C. Haley C. Still trapezoid, but huh? Um, yeah, he ain't really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he ain't really in that no more. But yeah, it was way bigger at one point. It was like fucking ten of us, eleven of us. But like you know, one by one, boys respectfully went their own way, and I just you know I understand. Like it wasn't like this was like TLC. Like I need y'all to sing with me. Like nah, it was more like a collective. Like I said, like um everybody just doing music, doing their own music. But we hang out as a group. We push each other as a group. We like you know on the same shit, mobbing every day. Um, plus, I don't even live like that no more. I don't really get to mob every day with a bunch of friends because like i'm growing up you know i i hate to say it like that because that sounds terrible i hate when people be like yeah i had to grow up but like yeah bro like i'm growing up and like i can't really mob every day and just do whatever the fuck whenever the fuck so like one by one a couple of those guys made a decision yeah he ain't really going hard like he used to so i'm gonna go do my own thing so that's respect but um Oh, you think that's what happened? You think that it was, you yeah, think sort like of I as saw, you being the ringleader, they're like, fuck, where are we yeah. meeting tonight to to spit some bars and to get all our matchsticks together and burn this fire bright? And you're like, I can't. So yes. people just rolled. Okay. Yes, that's what happened. So I can't even be like, yeah, them niggas just left me up dry. No, it wasn't like that. It was like, it was like, you know, I... I'm up and I'm down, I'm left and I'm right, I'm blue and I'm black, I'm green, you know what I'm saying? So a great song, by the way, your color song. Great song. Great video. Whoever makes your videos, it's all good shit. That dude shot he shot the hell out that video. He did. He um, did. Who is Zebo? Uh, um, yo, Zebo G is going crazy. Who is that? <laughs> um, Zebo is like okay. I'm trying let me get the right thing. He's is it like, one guy? Is it one yeah, dude? It's, it's one guy. He's like the short, black, energetic, with dreads. Like, I'm doing shit every day, kind of like creative curator guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, he don't fucking stop, bro. And he's skateboard. He got the whole skate culture on lock. Um, he's from Kings Mountain, North Carolina. 
And how old's how old's he? He probably he about my age. He's twenty five. He might be twenty four or twenty five. Um, so he's a he's a one man wrecking crew. He's just a power. Hell yes! Like Zebo can do anything. Like as far as visually, all that type of shit. He shoot videos for everybody around here. Um, and at first it was like you know just uh, there wasn't the best videos at first, but then as he went, he just got better and better. Like he's pretty good. Like so from where I'm from, he liked the little short black Cole Bennett, you know weirdo. But like, he live at home. Does he live at home with his parents? Yeah, but he's lit. He making bread though. I ain't. I, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say you gotta you know, stay home with your parents if you're gonna be a creative man. You gotta stay at home and milk your parents. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like it didn't bother me being at home because I no, feel me neither. You saving your money to put everything into the art because when you out here nowhere by yourself and you thinking I gotta pay the bills, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. I know it sounds childish, but like that's taken away from creativity for sure. Like, you know, you shit, like I can see if you rich, them niggas not thinking about their bills. Like as hard. They got, you know, what's the word I'm looking for. They got an accountant to do yes. that. Yes. They have people that have jobs to think about the shit that they don't feel like thinking about, you know what I'm saying? So like they can still be as creative as they want to be, but you're right. I am. Um- Someone asked me, someone said, hey, will you come film this arm wrestling tournament for me? It's the it's the United States National Championships, and arm wrestling's podunk as shit, right? Tiny. And so I flew out to Kansas from California, and I filmed it with two cameras with my girlfriend, and then I brought the footage home. And it was, and uh, and I just and I was living in my mom's house with my girlfriend. I was probably I don't know. 29, 30, can't even remember. And I edited it all together together on my computer. And then, um, and then uh, I did a voiceover commentary for it, like I was there, like I was like the reporter. And I can't believe how strong John Brzezink is today. He's looking fantastic, you know all that shit. And then I put made it into three three twenty four minute shows, which would fit into a thirty minute time slot on ESPN. And ESPN showed him like three hundred times. No shit. I only made like two thousand dollars on it, but I didn't care about the money. Can you imagine the 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 uh, the swag I had after getting three shows on ESPN? It was ESPN two, and they re-aired three hundred times, and I made it in the bedroom at my mom's house. Bro, Dude. that's a crazy feeling, ain't it? <laughs> Dude, I thought I was the shit. That's crazy. I didn't buy a Mustang, but I thought I was the shit, <laughs> and, and it gave and it gave me crazy confidence. Yeah, and it was it's some shit you could have said no. You could have been like, man, fuck this. It's just on. Yeah, they're not paying me. I'm not doing that. Fuck yeah. you guys. Facts. Sometimes you gotta just do shit, bro. Like random ass shit. You have to just do shit. You never know, like, for real. It's weird. You have to do everything for free, but you also at the same time have to know your worth. It's so weird. It's so weird making the leap. It's so weird making the leap. Because, like, you can set a price and be thinking in your head, I don't know, it might be a little high. I don't know if they're going to pay that. So right. I'm going to say, yeah, here you go. So I'm going to say, hell no, fuck you. I know you, nigga. You ain't famous. Fuck you, I ain't paying that. But, like, you just got to be like, fuck you, bet. You know what I'm saying? And then the ones that's like, yeah, I got you. Go find them. Like, go find the ones that's going to pay your price. Like, that's how I feel. Does Zebo do they charge you to make those videos? Do you have to, like, pay them to make those videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I I, I mean, yeah, I pay for I pay for videos. It's not collaboration. He's not like, oh, my God, I can't, I'm just dying to work with Valley. Um, he don't work with me a lot as far as like you know money goes. Like he he not just 
he wasn't just all money hungry and shit, but like, yeah, like, ain't blue all the way yet, so I still pay for videos. Like, I'm be real, I ain't. I'm well, not I mean, everyone pays like, for I'm videos at the top. I mean, I mean, Lil Wayne's paying for videos. Yeah, yeah, ton like, of money. Yeah, I'm sure it's some videographers that would do the shit for free just to get, you know, but right for the most part. Um, that video, um, let the white kids say nigga was shot in 4k too. I think I can play it in 4k. How, do you know those people in that video? Those little kids? It's a funny story. I'll tell you now. <laughs> um, so I got off work. I had this video. I had the video set up for that day. The videographer hit me up on all that. And I, I didn't even know where I was going to shoot it, bro. This was like all done in a day. So, you know. I knew I was gonna shoot that song because I asked a few other guys and they was like, "Nope, I ain't doing that." This one, he said, "Hell yeah, I do it." So why wouldn't they do it for money? Or they were scared of the song? Scared of the song, bro. Awesome, I love it. I was willing to pay. They were scared of the fucking song. I love it. The fuck them, yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah. So I had some friends. They um, they called me. They was like, "What you doing, brother?" They was at the motel in Shelby. Two dudes and one of them had his girl with him or something. They they just hang out at the motel all the time for whatever purposes I ain't even gonna speak on. So I pulled up on them and I'm just like, bro, I'm trying to shoot this video. I don't even know what I'm about to do. And then this idea hit me like, you know, um, I'm gonna hit up a couple of my white friends and tell them to like go buy a pack of do bunch of packs of do rags, right? So I, in my head it was like I'm gonna have a couple of white dudes and some do rags. Cool. So while I'm out there, it's some white kids just playing outside, right? They just having fun, bunch of doing random shit. So in front of a motel, at a motel, nigga, like cheap ass. It's cheap, dirty, <laughs> weird. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't got shit to do with me. North Carolina stuff. North Carolina yeah. stuff. Yeah. So I go up to the kids. I'm like, Hey, where are your parents at? You know, and, and you know, that was tough. I'm a black man going up to white kids. Like, where are your parents? You know, but I, like I said, I, I at least you didn't have a van. At least you didn't have a van. Yeah, at least I wasn't <laughs> creepy ass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they they point to the door. It is the room next door that their parents were in. So I go knock on the door, right? And like, um. I was like, can I put your kids in my music video? You know, I got my videographer here and all that. They was like, fine, we don't care. Yeah, you can do that. It's okay, man. Shit. And I was like, thank God for, like, the rednecks that just don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's who they was. Like, cool ass. Probably was high they self. I don't know. But, um, yeah, they said, yeah, put durags on the kid. on Well, on the little boy. Um. I just told the girls do like you know little TikTok dances or whatever. Um, yeah, then bro, that's how that shit went. The videographer just was creative enough to be like, he seen where I was going with it. Like he was like, I know what you're trying to do. Let's just make a whole like, let's just do that shit, bro. Make you look crazy, you know what I'm saying? And he did it. And like, since then, it it, it didn't blow up instantly neither. Like it took like. I'm going to say like five to six months. And then I paid Fuchsia's TV, $50. 
on Instagram for like Instagram promo to put me on their page, Fuchsia's TV. And they put it on there and it was just the snippet of the hook. Let the white kid say nigga. Uh, let the white kid say nigga. Uh, was no verse in there. I love that part in the video, by the way, when, when you do that uh, and, you, and you turn your head like this, like some Arsenio old school Arsenio Hall shit. You know what part I'm talking about? I'm be real. I have no idea because I'm like <laughs> you haven't I'm seen young, the video in two bro. years. I, I have. I, I, no, I'm talking like as far as Arsenio Hall go. Like I oh, know oh, he right. has the shit, but right. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm just old. Ignore me. Okay, go on. So, so I say it, but hell, it's shit. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Um, what the fuck was I saying? We were just talking about how the video came together. Oh, the hook. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I, I did the promo, and that. That snippet only shows like me with some fucking American flag glasses, Confederate flag on my shoulders, just to fuck with people. And like I'm dancing, doing a little Uzi shoulder dance and shit. And it's just let the white kid say nigga, uh. Let the white kid say nigga, uh. Bro, when I say that clip went crazy, it was like, kill this nigga. What is he doing? So it's like this black guy named Tariq Elite. And he got like an Instagram page where he's like, you know, so he's super pro black, like everything pro black. You know what I'm saying? And like he commentates on like shit all the time. He got a, he had enough followers to where my shit blew up off his Instagram page. He put it on his page because he seen it on Fuchsia's. And like when that snippet got on there, it definitely was like, who the fuck? What the fuck? And from there, bro, I watched that shit over like a span of two weeks. I watched that shit go from like 5,000 views to like 15,000 to like 20,000 to like 50,000 to 100,000. Like every day I'm waking up and this shit was more crazy. Next thing you know, Adam 22 was talking about my shit on No Jumper. Um, was bro, Sonny stoked? Was Sonny stoked? Sonny made the beat, right? Yeah. He was, was he lit. stoked? He was lit. Hang on. Yeah, he was lit. He was lit too. I mean, honestly, everybody in the local scene was lit because we all have been we all been doing music for so long. Like we kind of just looked like a bunch of grown ass, childish motherfuckers in our city. Like you know, because our city not this is not a creative place. Like this ain't this ain't California, bro. Like every kid out here ain't you know doing some shit. Like it's mostly like you play sports, you go to college. Are you guys the weirdo kids? You guys are the you guys were the weirdo kids. Yeah, bro. Anybody that do music out here, you technically a weirdo. Even if you just doing like the, some like a goth kid shit. or like a like a like a like a gothy kid or a nerdy kid. You're just doing your I'm own kind real, of like a lot of gothy kids out here. Like I'm close. I'm the closest to goth out here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's I, what I meant, kind of. Not that there were goth kids, but it's like that. It's like that fringe. Like everyone's like, what the fuck? Yeah, like what the fuck this nigga doing today? <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Here we go. And I did have my moments where I was like out of my mind sometimes. Like I was on some bullshit. But yeah, bro, my area ain't nah, it's it's like you got to be I don't know. You 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 gotta fit in or you fit out straight up. There's this theme in your videos uh, across almost all of them where there's this the, the Confederate flag is like being partly embraced and then being burned. Partly right. embraced and being kicked on the ground. Partly embraced and then and then and then like you do the moonwalk on uh on it in, in this song. Tell me about that. 
that's all you like i mean how many confederate flags have you gone through fucking 30 <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> you bought a 30 pack on amazon <laughs> tell me it, and that's you right you're telling the filmmakers hey i gotta have a flag in here yeah it's gotta be oh, like or just do it and they like okay let's, let's go with it but um you really you really said it the best way it's like I embrace it and then I destroy it because I don't know. I couldn't find nothing quite triggering like a Confederate flag on a black kid. You know what I'm saying? Like it's almost like, Oh, you hate me? This your shit that you hate me with? Well, I'ma take it, I'ma dance with it, I'ma I might even fuck with it on me. I might even like burn it. I might even I'ma moonwalk on it. I'ma do whatever the fuck I wanna do because to me it's just fabric. You know? And that's the same thing with the word nigga. That's the same thing with anything in the world that people use to like overpower you. Like, you know, people that want to have power over you, even your own people can want to have power over you. If that makes sense. Like it doesn't, or they trick, to- they trick you to, to, to let them have power over you. I mean, that's right. basically what's happened. That's what this whole woke culture is. It's to yeah. leverage, it's to leverage people's skin color. It's, it's fucking insane. What's happening. Like and and people don't it, see it. I get it. It like when I got older relatives, they might have had to went through some shit. Where, yep, yep. Yeah, you know, I get it. Like, yep. you know, my papa had to walk down a dirt road, and some white kids might have tried to jump on them one time or two. I get that. I do. I just feel as though, like, if we stay in the victim mentality, we'll never get anywhere. And 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 I before you start, I'm gonna say, I don't like to be the guy that be like. Yeah, man, niggas always mad about some shit. And then I got a white guy to cite. Yeah, man, they are. I don't know why they always complaining about life. And I ain't trying to give you the leeway to just be like, you know, fuck black people. But I I do feel like beyond color, you know what I'm saying? Beyond race, as man to man, we both know when victim mentality is causing somebody to remain stagnant in society. Like, if I'm always, if every movie that come out is a slave movie, then even my kids going to grow up like, damn, should I hit this white boy at school? Just, I'm being taught this, like, they evil, you know, the, the white devil, should I beat his ass? I don't want my kid to think like that, you know what I'm saying? I don't want mine to, I want them to just give everybody a fair, a fair try, if that makes sense. I, I, I'm Armenian. My mom's Armenian and my dad's Armenian. And I was raised basically to hate Turkish people because Turkish people killed millions of Armenians in 1915. I had, there was a small country called Armenia. Or basically, all the, Tur- the Turks in Ar- um, basically slaughtered all the Armenians in their country for whatever reason, whether it was just or not just, but horrible shit. Gathering up all the pregnant women, cutting their stomachs open, pulling the babies out. I mean, horrible, like the Jew shit, like like the Nazi Jew shit, right? Yeah. And the same thing happened to my people. So my whole life, like, there's April fifteenth, and we're always like the remembrance, the remembrance, and the and the gen- Armenian genocide, and it's just pumped and pumped and pumped into me. And so then the first time I run into some Turkish people, I got I got some angst. I got some angst. I'm not I'm not happy with them. And then they 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 spend fucking a million dollars on a, a Armenian genocide memorial. And I'm thinking to myself, what if they would have taken $500,000 of that and put it into a boys and girls club in, in an Armenian part of L.A.? Because there's uh, L.A. has like a million Armenians. And they like what would have helped more? And so like same thing with like the, the George Floyd, all the George Floyd shit. I see that and I'm like, how about everywhere they, they did a George Floyd thing, they put in a pull up bar. 
like like who like who benefits like we're like we're, we're moving forward we're moving forward right i i grew up um all i listened to was nwa and two life crew that was it like i had the cassettes just t- the, cassettes, the cassettes the cassettes and i had the little um um you you probably don't remember this but b- before um like all our computers, we had a, a tape recorder and you put a cassette, the video game would be on a cassette tape and then you'd plug the the, the t- little tiny cheap tape recorder. It was, is there still Radio Shack? Do you know that store, Radio Shack? Yeah, they discontinued around here. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I haven't seen one in, I don't know, 20 years, but you would have this Radio Shack tape recorder. You put your cassette tape in it, you plug it into your computer and then you, your computer would plug into your TV and you'd play like video games. And when I mean video games, I, I mean like worse than, worse than like, pong i mean just horrible shit yeah. so i would take that tape recorder to school it had the worst little speaker on it and i would play um this is in like you know 1986 1988 i'd be playing like uh, nwa two life crew just all that shit and, and, and like all my friends would gather around and i'm 49 now and then when i was when i was um 16 my mom kicked me out of my house and i moved into an apartment building that my dad had gotten from the bank on a repo and i was the only white person in my neighborhood this was in the Ur- Oakland Berkeley border. And I lived there for like five years. Yeah, it was, it was, it was one of the most amazing experiences I ever had in my life. And he was a gangbanger. (laughs) But I rolled with those guys, but as an observer, everyone in the community embraced me. Everyone was so fucking cool. Like always at least one cool white dude in the hood, bro. It'd just be like, and, um, but there was nothing hoodie about me. Like I came from like, there was like, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, you know, I wasn't rocking the flat bill. I wasn't like, I, I, I was, I was just a dude. I was just a white dork dude from like 30 miles away. His mom kicked him out of his house and now I'm here. Oh shit. It was like fucking weird. But, mm-hmm. um, I never, ever in my 49 years had heard anyone use that term derogatorily ever. But the N word. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, I'm, I'm not saying it's not said, but like, um, like, I've been in McDonald's at at, uh, at at eleven o'clock at night with with you know six white guys and, and three black dudes walk in and be like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here! You guys can come in when we when we were done ordering." And my friends and I walk outside, and no one's like, "Fuck those niggas!" No one, no one ever said that. No one ever said that. We fucking went outside. Man, fucking went think- outside. We sat in our cars. We listened to NWA. Those dudes left. We went in and got our fucking chicken McNuggets. No <laughs> one ever did that. I was at the fucking Ice Cube concert, like with two hundred people, with my fucking girlfriend. We got there early. Blackest girl you ever seen. She was she was Miss California five four one fifty, just yoked out of her fucking mind. So fucking hot, crazy, <laughs> amazing. And we're in the front row. And and it's like it's like ninety um, percent white people, and and like the the handful of black dudes who were there come up to. I got there with like thirty minutes early so I could be in the front with my girlfriend to see Ice Cube. They walk up to me and they're like, "Yo, you got to go to the back. If we see you put your hand on your girlfriend once while we're here, we're gonna fucking kill you." Like, fucking, I went to the back. <laughs> I stood in the back. I didn't say shit. Damn, that's fucked up, bro. But that that. It's like you, you it just knew. was, it just was, yeah. it was the way I was right. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but it kills me that, um, you knew beyond to just take that and be like, you know what? I will hate all black people forever now. Like you knew better than that is what you're it, saying. Right? Or, or not. I didn't even, even, I, w- I wish I was even that smart. I was too stupid. It was just the landscape. It was like being born black and there's this word waiting for you. Like it was just the way it was until I woke up and I'm like, wow, 
it fucking doesn't have to be like this. Right. Right. We can change our words. We can change the way we act. We can change like, but, but, but only one person can do it at a time. That's what's fucked up. Right. Like first Lee Cavelli has to do it. Then Sevon has to do it. Then like, you know, Martin Luther King has to do it. Then Malcolm right. X. Has, and, and then, and then, and then after you do it, you can't be scared to speak up. Right. Now nah, you like, you got to pie when you pioneer something, you creating a road that wasn't there. So you don't just get the ride, bro. It ain't just a smooth ass ride. Right. You got to pull out the bulldozer, the bobcat. You feel me? You got to lay down asphalt. You feel me? You got to put the, the yellow paint on the road. You got you got work to do. So like other people get to just ride after you do all the work. Um, and it seems as though like shit ain't even that deep no more after that. But right. They, right. There wasn't there while you was doing the, the construction. Like I am constructing right now. Like even like I listen, I ain't even homophobic or nothing. And I have nothing against gay people whatsoever. But I, I can look at Lil Nas X and see him pioneering now like i used to look at it like he doing way too much and it's some things that i don't i disagree with but i can look at him and say he is pioneering a road which could be good or bad like it's it's either about to be it's some gay kid somewhere who feels liberated but when they see him because they feel as though damn one day i can just be gay in the open and nobody can say shit because right because he going through being slaughtered you know what i'm saying right and um now that ain't me saying i just feel like gay is right because I, I do believe in the bible you know what i'm saying but i also believe in not judging people for what they do that's their own personal shit but i just right. use him as an example right um and when i was in the eighth grade bro um no not even eighth grade i was in the sixth grade i'll go back to sixth grade we used to have school dances um where everybody's in the gym and like, you know, they got a DJ and he playing songs and stuff. And I remember this one time we was in the gym. Um, we had uniforms. So the kid had on a black shirt. That was the eighth graders. I the sixth grade wore blue and white. The eighth graders, it was this white dude in eighth grade. I out of nowhere, I just seen him getting jumped. Like he was just getting beat the hell up. Like I'm on the other side of the gym and like you know, of course, it was my business because I went I went to a middle school. You don't just try to be a hero and you don't even know what's going on. Like you got to find out later or some shit. And they're too and they're older than you. You're two years younger. Yeah, than you. So you have no 12, business over they there. like 14. Yeah, like, they're big ass kids. Big they're scary. Yeah. Facts. Yep. So yep. like they was beating the shit out this boy. And like. And I'm I'm honest to say it was like six black dudes, bro, maybe seven. Um. And this one white dude, he's just getting the shit kicked out of him. And then he finally gets up, uh, you know, after administrators come over there breaking shit up, everybody scattering, taking off running, because it was crowded to where few of them got away with that shit, unless he told on them, if he remembered who hit him type shit. Um, half his face was covered in blood. Half of his face, like, it's like Two-Face from Batman, nigga. Like, half his shit was bloody. And dripping blood. So I was like, damn, they busted some shit on his face. So later, I'm like, you know, what the fuck? What'd he do? I'm trying to find out what happened. Somebody tell me. He said nigga. He fucked around and said nigga around a bunch of black kids. And they tried to kill him type shit. I don't that's know. Don't say, that's why you don't say that word. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Like, that's the stigma, bro. Like, that's what 
is in the brains of children. Like, you can be a child and think, I have to kill you now. You know what I'm saying? You said, nigga, you got to die. Like, I got to destroy you. Or my own people going to look at me like, I ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But something in my heart, like I was explaining earlier, made me look at that situation and be like, I know that if that kid grows up and shoots up a fucking school, right, I know why. The The kid that got jumped. The kid that got jumped. I can't just be like, Crazy ass white people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? His trauma had a personal situation <clears throat> where he almost died as a kid for saying a, a word where he shouldn't have said it, but like he almost died. That he had to go to the hospital type shit. And that's that's in the back of his brain forever. He never gonna forget that moment. So I I just try to be a difference than what I seen growing up. I just don't want to be just another vision in some kid's head as to why he got to kill people. Or if he's a serial killer right now, I have no idea. I don't know that kid personally. I don't know where he's at. But, like, I know why. Like, if he's in jail right now for fucking stabbing people, I know why. I get it, bro. I do. Like, and I'm not taking up for him saying that word. It's just I was a kid. I said a bunch of shit. Ain't nobody killed me. I done said a bunch of shit, bro. Like, you know, everybody evenly racist, if you ask me. Like, even though the structure of society is very not even, the structure of how America was built is very uneven. But everybody's evenly racist. Because, like, who, somebody taught those kids back in that time where we was brought over here, somebody taught those kids to hate us. They was taught that as children. So it's hard to take that away when you're an adult. Like you was you don't even know why. You don't even know why you hate them so bad. You just your parents said, don't do this, they this, they that. They act this way. We drink at this water fountain. They drink or it maybe that your way. parent or, or what you're saying is maybe your parents didn't even say it, but that's when you say it it, it it could be built into society. Of course. You can you can teach a kid to kill people, bro. That's look at Afghanistan. What you you know? There's these th- th- two 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 subjects, three subjects. I want to bring up, but w- one of them is is like if you blindfold me and you take me to UC Riverside to college here in California, and you walk me through UC Riverside and you say, "Hey, Sevon, if you bump into someone and you can guess their ethnicity right, I'll give you a million dollars." Well, every time I bump into someone, I'm going to say it's Asian because ninety <laughs> percent of the school is Asian, right? Yeah. If 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 every single thing I see on TV is people with black colored skin are either um, playing sports or artists creating music, there's going to be this prejudice. I don't mean that in a bad way. If every liquor, my dad came from the Middle East. He's Armenian. Guess what he did when he came to this country? He opened a fucking liquor store. Motherfucker opened a liquor store. Yeah, my Middle Eastern dad. I mean, duh. Yeah, it's like that's where the money at. Hell, duh. That's what Middle Eastern dudes do. Yeah, or the the massage parlor. The massage parlor is Russian women and Asian women. Now, that that's where it comes. Like you can be prejudiced, but you have to also know that it's not true. Like it's there. their skin color has nothing to do with the fact that he opened the liquor store or that you're a singer. It's just these cultural norms that I, that are happening because we're, we're stuck in these, um, 
uh, you know, Japanese people hold more math, mathematic PhDs than any other um, ethnicity. Why is that? It's, it's somehow built into their culture. It has nothing to do with the color of their skin right. or where the fuck they're born. Right. It's like. So we one by one, we, no we got to be the change. Sorry, go ahead. We gave them that stereotype or they gave yeah. it to themselves. Like, yes, they just. Yes. They have a certain level of discipline that ain't American. American discipline is not shit like Asian discipline. Like, right. That's the simple part of that. Like, their kids get smacked to the damn floor if they don't guess a math problem right. So, right. of course, they're going to be mathematically gifted versus us. Because, like, I can get a problem wrong and it's like, all right, boy, you better quit coming in here with these C's and D's or I'm going to whoop you. You know? But for them, it's like, I could die if I fucking got an F. Like, they're fucking this community. They're like, disown me from my family and like, throw me in a lake. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the gardeners in my neighborhood are, or every gardening truck is, it's all Latins. Yeah. Now, so you can't blame people for like, it, it's the same with snakes. I don't know if you have snakes in North Carolina, but we got a lot of snakes in California. And if you see the snakes that got the big jaw like this, you know that that thing's a pit viper or a rattlesnake and you better stay the fuck away. It's right. just it's just using your eyes like you see a truck um, with a lawnmower in the back and, and the driver's Latin 99 percent of the time. It's just uh, it's not truth, but these are things that we just become used to. Um, what do you think about this? Sorry, I know I've had you a long time. Oh, no, it's like a Joe Rogan podcast. You, you have you have these people who are crazy successful like LeBron James. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to argue, and he, you know how hard he had to work. Nothing was given to this fucking guy. Right. I mean, his discipline must be like out of this world. Yeah. And yet, and yet when I hear him argue, like, like, like we've established that maybe the rules aren't fair. Right. They're not, they're not fair. White versus black versus Asian. We're all stuck in our like prejudices and the boxes people want to put us in. But right. But I don't think I, I I don't think what he's done by talking about it is doing anyone any favors. I think his biggest platform would be like, hey, dude, you know, or or, or Barack Obama, the the pre- the guy, you know, the president of the United States. Like, I think that they would do the biggest favor they could do is be like, hey, you have to work hard, because no white person can say that to a black person. Hey, you just need to work harder. But the dudes at the top of the food chain, these motherfuckers like Oprah, LeBron, Obama. That's true, but yeah, they, tell me, but right. tell me where I'm wrong. They also, I'm gonna say you're wrong. I'm gonna say the other side of that is they also got a million, billion, trillion little black kids and black families and black, you know, and black <laughs> relatives and like people who staring at them and saying, "What you gonna do?" Like it ain't even just staring; they in the ear, they in the ear. They're like, "Yo, like." You better say something. You better do something. What you gonna do? Like, and and, and hell, LeBron could have so, so peer pressure. Yeah, bro. but Denzel but, and Lil Wayne d- didn't fall to it. They stood up and spoke. So yeah, Lil Wayne had an incident where he remembers as a child where mm. a woman saved his life. You know what I'm saying? So that goes back to children and like being in yeah. So, like, that white man saved Wayne's life. He will never be, like, fuck white people. Because he know the niggas walked right over me. I'm in the pool of blood on the floor. This white man stopped and said, hey, what the fuck y'all doing? Y'all see this baby on the floor right here? 
change this whole that like that's what what Wayne built his perception off of. So that's why Wayne can appeal to any crowd because he don't he not thinking like the cliche black. He's not thinking that way. And he's a weirdo artist like you. Facts. Any weirdo. He's a real artist. Has another set of eyes from God. You know what I'm saying? We have another set of eyes where we can view things deeper than the surface. I'm not a surface thinker. Like, I think beyond. But that don't mean when I go outside, everybody else is just like me. No, I'm probably going to pass by 50 surface thinkers before I find one person like me. You know what I'm saying? That's just the, that's just the way this is. Like, you know, whatever purpose you got or passion you got in life that you blessed with, you're not just in a whole village of people just like you. You you find those rarely. You find these people rarely because that's something beyond culture and that's something beyond race. Right. Like me and you probably relate, but you from a whole nother side of the country. Right. You're not the same skin color, nothing, but we can relate on so many topics because we view with we view the world beyond the surface. Like we, you're thinking beyond just the surface of the packaging, you know. So that goes back to like LeBron. LeBron, he's a smart guy, but like I'm sure he's had incidents where the shut up and dribble thing like pissed him off, like you know, because he feels as though the cliche is black people play sports, you know, rap, whatever, but anything psychologically or political or, you know, um, anything that's like takes a lot of elaborate thought instead of just like natural talent from, you know, being from Africa, he may feel as though we have a stigma where we can't do that and be taken seriously, you know? So that is why, that's also why they might, go so hard to say, let me, you know, let me go ahead and sprinkle a little bit of, you know, fuck y'all that don't think, you know, it's, it's important that we speak on these things or fuck y'all that think, you know, I'm just going to shoot this basket all the time. Cause I mean, you got to think if, if you're LeBron, it gets tiring, bro. Everybody come up to you talking about basketball. Nobody's talking about nothing else. Nobody's going to come up to LeBron and be like, Hey man, like, you feeling okay? How how you bring? How you cycle? How your psyche going? You know, like what you eat today? You know, they might ask that, but they don't give a shit about that. They give a shit about <laughs> you know what I'm saying. They give a shit about if he about to get this ring with the Lakers super team type shit. Like that's all they're gonna give a fuck about. So that's where I do feel when people speak on those things. Like I'm gonna speak on shit, but it's gonna be from a, my view of fairness uh of reading people's character you know reading people's character and reading people's integrity that's how i'm gonna speak on shit not just off the tradition of like yeah my people come from slavery so fuck all white people no i'm not doing that like or show the way show show the way out even even if you do believe that you're you're with the oppressor the 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 method the 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 endless like just fucking i mean look at look at people like denzel lil wayne morgan freeman these are all black dudes but they're all they're all speaking up if one fucking white person speaks up from hollywood they fucking get canceled they're all being leveraged and what i see is putting the foot on the black man's neck under the guise of helping them right it's it's fuck it's 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 just it's it's nuts to me. You know who else? You know, 
Go ahead. Part of it is karma. Like, it wasn't you, right? But there was a whole slew, a whole country of hate, you know, coming for these people or their ancestors or their, you know, close, intimate family members, your grandma, your great-grandma, hell, even. Like, all that hate got to go somewhere. You know what I mean? It don't just... It don't just go in a in the ground and seep and just turn into mist, you know. It mm. it goes somewhere, you know what I mean. So that hate is coming full circle, and 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 it's some people who hold on to it. They they don't know that they're just a pawn in in the devil's scheme, but hate is it has to go somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Like if I slap. If I go outside and I slap a white kid right now, hard as I can, to the point where he hit the wall, he gon' he gonna wanna he he bro, it's he either gonna think, damn that dude is fucking crazy, or he's gonna say, I'm scared of black men because the last time I seen one of them, I hit the wall and I blacked out and I don't even remember shit. So like yeah like. And I'm explaining these things because you're from California. And our our view of California is y'all kind of like up north. Even back when it was slavery time, New York might have been a place a black man could go do some shit and be okay. California might have been a place a black man can do some shit and be okay. You know, before the, you know, gangster rap era where it was cops killing niggas, you know. But like... It's, it's, it's way, the diversity over there, crazy. Like, California's diversity shits on the diversity of the rest of the country, for sure. So, I'm from the South. You know, I'm from North Carolina. Like, it's still some old people here that got the KKK outfit in the closet, right? But you rolled with white kids and black kids in high school. Yeah, because... In California, like, like that, we're diverse, but we're 100% segregated. Really? Dude, crazy. I have no I have no idea of that. Like Yeah. So so like what like if I when I went to the South and I went to a club, there'd be like white people and black people in there. In California, there's white clubs, there's black clubs. The high school, the black kids hang out at lunch, the white kids hang out at lunch. The Indian kids hang out over here, the Asian kids. Now of course there's some like tricklers, right? Yeah. But like me and you could be on the wrestling team together. Be great friends in the wrestling team. Fucking hang out after school, but at lunchtime, fucking you're with your dudes. I'm with my dude. Like the fucking prison, dude. Mm. And and these fucking white people. And huge generalization. Huge generalization. I apologize. I'm notorious <laughs> for making. But the white people, they'll give you all the fucking lip service about Black Lives Matter. They'll put the signs up in their fucking yard. But but they don't know any black people. They don't want anyone black moving in next door to them. They don't want, they don't want, they don't want any black culture. It's it, the, the hypocrisy and worse than being racist is being a fucking liar. Mm. Being a liar is the worst thing you can do. It's fucking just poison and it, and it reeks of no integrity. But anyway, so that's kind of the weird thing. Like we have this thought being in the in, in the north, you know, the New England states and in California that our shit don't stink and we accept black people and it's just in the south blah blah blah. And then the second you go to the south or I watch your videos or I see like the kids hanging out, I'm like it's not like that over here. Here's just all lip service. But I'll be honest like it take kids like me to do that. Like everybody's not on that type. Everybody's not doing that. But like right. I, I'll say, like, me growing up, I always had a white friend somewhere. Like, I never, I can honestly think back 
in my life, I always had a diverse group of friends. I never was just, you know, I never was just all black. That's it. Like you and and he, and you there can be like, those are my white friends. These are my black friends. You're not even allowed to say that in California. You have to pretend like it's not even there. <laughs> you can't even. Yeah, you have to pretend. And that's where all the lying and everyone's so scared, dude. I, it's everyone is so fucking scared here. They're scared of COVID. They're scared of black people. They're scared of white people. They're scared of what's going to come out of their mouth. They're scared. They looked at some chick with their titties. They, they just, everyone's so <laughs> scared. That's weird. But I think that's the world, bro. Like, honestly, as far as America anyway, like I think everybody moves it's not off. the way of the artist. Yeah. Like if, if you look back through history, bro, every artist was on some, I do what the fuck I want to do. Like, I love Kanye for that reason. Like I love, yeah. bro. Kanye made me feel liberated even as a kid. He made me feel like I'm listening to a person who don't gotta give a fuck. Even if he do have to, even if I don't see his real life is like a struggle every day. For what I can see, it seemed like he don't even gotta give a fuck no more. Like I can wake up and fucking he can. This man can wear a diaper on his head and they just be like, oh, that's Kanye. You know, he he's officially been so he been canceled so many times that he can do what the fuck he want to do. There's nobody that free It's nobody and, free. And he's got a hot Armenian wife. Same gene pool as me. Same gene pool as me. Wow. So you got OK. <laughs> <laughs> That's some Kardashian blood. <laughs> why? Why? Anytime you see IAN at the end of someone's last name, like my last name is Matosian. They're Kardashian. If you see IAN, they're 99% Armenian. Mm. Um, why? So what's funny of, of all the reviews and, and they were, everyone was being cool, but it was funny. They kept up. They would always make fun of the fact that the white people were wearing do rags. Why can't white people wear do rags? Because growing up, my dad would get out of the shower, comb his hair. And literally it's so funny. You said a diaper. He would put a cloth diaper on his head and tie it on to keep his hair in place. And he'd keep it like that for like 30 minutes. And then he'd take it off. That sound about the bro. I got waves, bro. Like that's why we wear do rags for the most part. It's some people that don't got. What waves. do you mean? What about those waves? What about those waves? Like it's black hair. You know, what I'm saying the way the curl pattern of black people hair. Like yeah, I brush it forward and it lays down. So the the curls lay down, and if I put a do rag on to keep them down, it become waves. But it's really just curls laying down, right? So. That's why people wear do-rags. But your dad's reason for putting something on his head is the same. He want to hold his hair in place. Like, yeah, till it dries, and then he takes it off, and it's like, I guess it's how he likes that shit. Like, it's the same shit. It's just different hair. And my dad's not black, just so you know. He's Armenian. Exactly. Just to be clear. <laughs> I, like, it's the same shit still. And when you said, why can't white kids wear do-rags? They can. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't that they can't. It's like. It's the story where this draft was chained so long. It's chained to this tree. Till one one day they took the chain off of him and he did not leave from this tree because the draft felt as though I have to be here. Like this is where I live. Like I've never been anywhere else. I have to stay by this tree. Even when they took the chain off. So like you can do what the fuck you want to do. It's just that psychological chain of 
man, if I do this, they're going to do that. If I do this, they're going to say this. If I do this, I look like a fucking culture vulture. You know what I'm saying? But look at Eminem, bro. Eminem wore durags, and he damn near had waves. Damn near. Eminem wore durags so long, shit. Like, even black people look at Eminem like, I mean, that's Eminem. He ain't just white. You know what I'm saying? That's Eminem. So when you when you wake up and realize that you got one life and you can do what the fuck you want to do, um, it's it's like a superpower. You're not you're not a regular human no more. But it also put a target on your back because now you Superman. Now the government is like, okay, we gotta control this. You know, we gotta it ain't fair that you get to fly in the sky and everybody else gotta walk. Right? It ain't fair that you it ain't fair that you can shoot laser beams out your eyes and everybody just like oh shit it's superman like they hate that shit they hate people hate what they don't they can't control and they hate what they don't understand so when you realize you can do what the fuck you want to do you are no longer in line you know what I'm saying you are no longer obeying the rules so that's scary you know, because they think if one can break the rules, somebody else going to break the rules. And if two break the rules, then it's a mob. And if it's a mob, now we got to kill them all. Mm. Right. You said you said when you when you realize that you only have one life and you can do whatever the fuck you want. Is there a difference between realizing that and just saying it? Yes, it is. It is it's like you can say it all day, but. You don't, you're not living it till you like do the first step of, okay, I know nobody gonna, I know I look crazy and, you know, I don't care. Like it, it doesn't work till that moment or something. But you're not doing work. it to be crazy. You're not doing it for attention, right? You're doing it because you feel like it's your truth, but you were scared. And then you, you kind of just step past that line, like, all right. I'm I'm here. I don't care if I'm scared or I'm not scared no more. So yeah, yeah when the fear is gone, that's when you live in it. But if yeah. you still afraid and you let allowing that fear to cripple you, then you can say all you want, but you're not living it. Do you do you um do you go do you go towards fear sometimes? Yeah. Like like last night I th- I was thinking that you weren't we had a for my producer and I thought you were going to cancel um, because one of our text threads you weren't responding to. And then we realized it was our problem. We had like a technical glitch. We thought you were on a thread and you weren't. And when I thought you were going to cancel, I kind of got like excited because like, I, cause I was like scared to like do this podcast. Right. I got yeah. excited. But the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was because I was scared. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, it, but but I was excited when I thought you were going to cancel last night. I'm like, oh okay, cool. Like like I, I lied to myself, you know. I, um, and then uh, I, I, it was it was like seven o'clock at night. I was getting on this exercise bike I have that's in front of this big TV. I put my headphones on and I was just just watching everything I could on Lee Cavelli. And then I see my producer's like, hey, I don't think he's going to show tomorrow because I'm having trouble getting in touch with him here. And then that's when I sent the late night text to you. I'm like, well, I better double check. And but I was getting excited. Did you? Sorry, I'm beating a dead horse. Do you ever get scared and you're like, "Fuck, that's the way I gotta go"? Then, 
Got to go through that door. Hell yeah, bro. I'll be honest. I hate clubs. I hate them. <laughs> like, performing was scary as fuck. Anytime I'm trying to perform some shit, it's scary. Like, and this is before Let the White Kids Say Nigga, bro. Like, I've had social anxiety growing up. Like, just like any other kid that's, like, scared to, like, talk in front of the class or, uh-huh. you know, public speaking or, like, getting up on a stage in front of people that's just get All they got to do is look at you. But you have the job of entertaining them, you know? And you know they're judging you. That's why they're there. We all do it. Of course. I, and I'm not hating on like, them for that. That's what they do. That's their job. Judge the yeah. fuck out of me. <laughs> like, you got spectators and you got doers. You feel uh-huh. me? Ron and you got Skip Bayless. I never seen Skip Bayless shoot a fucking shot. I don't even think he can dribble. You feel me? <laughs> but he's so powerful getting to sit there and talk about what the next man doing. LeBron, greatest basketball player on the earth, right? Skip Bayless, greatest. I just talk shit about the greatest basketball player on the earth. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's your that's their reward. So when you remain in fear. And you pick that place to hide and, and find your strength in hiding. That's your reward. That's the highest you're going to get to go. But once you man up and get up on that stage and you be like, all right, I'm going to put myself out there. You pass them. They look stupid. Now they look stupid. You look powerful, especially if you like do well. But even if you don't do well, even if you got booed, you still get more points than they do because you pushed yourself out there and like, yeah, bro, I've been scared to do all that, bro. I have a fear of heights, but I still want to jump out of plane one day and like go skydiving because I know like I hate fear. You know what I'm saying? Like I know fear is not my friend to like help me do things in life. It's only going to keep me in one spot if I let it have the power. So the more things I do going against fear, like right at it, the freer I'll be, the more free I'll become. Yeah. So that's yeah, bro. I, I you said it, you hit it on the head with that. Like, I don't give a fuck no more. Like, if I'm scared, we doing it, bro. Like, I was scared to put the song out. I was scared to shoot the video and see what somebody. I was scared to do a lot of shit, bro. But like, I ain't about to let everybody see I'm scared to do shit. Like, no. Like, I want you. I want people to think Lincoln Valley. This man ain't scared of shit. He ain't scared to do nothing. Like, don't matter what it is. Like, if he feel like it's lit or it's, it's something need, that needs to be said or done, he going to do it. Like, that's how I want. I, that's the stigma I want with my name is like, he's going to do that shit. I, I like the metaphor you used earlier about like, hey, you got when you're when you're going down the road and you're the first one going down the road, you got to paint the yellow line. Right. Yeah, you gotta paint. You gotta paint the yellow line. Um, that 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 um, those words you put, culture vulture. That's like, did you just make that up on the fly right there? Nah, like that's a term people use. Like, you that's know, that's the cultural appropriation thought yeah, mindset. Like when they say okay. like a white person talking black or yeah, okay, you know, still black culture art and all that stuff. Yeah, bro, it's culture or Drake. <laughs> you know, they call Drake a culture vulture. Like they do. Yeah, Drake is yeah. He yeah. can do what he wants. He got he got a, a black daddy and a Jew mom. He's fucking free. Exactly. Drake kind of Milk got, that shit, Drake. I love you. Milk that shit. He definitely can be anybody he wants to be. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, do you do you work out? I used to. I need what to the, start back. 
Yeah, but, where did you work out? You like you just had a membership at Gold's or something? No, nah, like Planet Fitness. <laughs> why, why did you stop? Why aren't you doing that? Did you ever work out with Jada? Um, yeah, we did a few times, but like, damn, I don't get on my ass, bro. <laughs> you got to. I mean, that's my whole thing. I work out every day. So because I, I, I seen your Instagram and like I seen your kids and shit, bro. Like, yo, like I was telling Jada, like if you. I have, I don't see shit like that often, but they're gonna be great because of what you're doing. Like they're gonna be great at something. I like that. But yeah, bro. I used right. to rap to my kid when he was in his uh crib. My my oldest, Avi. I should start rapping to him again. I yeah. always my dream, and and I would never like, you know, put pressure on him. But my dream would be that Avi was a rapper. <laughs> That's just crazy, bro. Isn't I mean, that crazy? But it's my dream. I yeah, it's my dream. It it would be it would be so crazy. I want because I think being a rapper, there's a there's a freedom on that quest to like free your tongue, free your mind. It is. Like, like I, I ran across Harry Mack the other day. Do you know who that is on YouTube? No. You should check him out. It's crazy. There's this video of him. Um and and I, I guess he's in Los Angeles, and there's a line of people waiting outside, like 200 people waiting outside, like to go into a museum or something. I don't know what they're doing. And he starts at the back of the line, and he just fucking is just spitting rhymes. And every person he sees, he incorporates a piece of what they're wearing or how they're standing into his rap. It I'll is, take that back. I have seen that video. Somebody, it is. Yeah. It is fucking great it is like yeah. wow and then you can see him warming up like as a as an artist you can see where he's getting stuck and where he's getting self-conscious and where he's getting free and like you feel him when he when the people feel it he feels it and like you know what i mean like the energy going back and forth probably how you feel like when when trapezoid was together like yeah. all of us there'd be times when you're like oh shit we're getting high as fuck right now Bro, you know how many times like we used to love getting high and playing beats and everybody mm -hmm. just going around rapping. We might even make a song together just freestyling, like not even in the studio, just like getting high in a circle and we just like play beats on the speaker and everybody just freestyling, bro. Like them is moments I'ma remember forever. Like even if I was a pothead kid that wasn't doing shit with my life, that shit was lit. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. Like that's fun, bro. Like because it's kind of like it's art in its own way. Like that's art. When you cap, like when people vi video people rapping and capture that moment. Even you seeing a video, of somebody rapping, and it just it, you felt something. You know what I'm saying? Like it ain't just some bullshit. Like you felt like, damn, this shit tight. Like I'm, it's a vibe. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I love this. Like it's something about this I like. Yeah. So to me, it's like painting. A, it's the same thing as Leonardo da Vinci, bro. Painting the the body, the the human anatomy. Like it's like pure, bro. It's a pure art form of like shit. That's what that's what the eighties was. Like a beatboxer and people rapping. And oh, uh, so much great beatboxing. Think about that. Think about the like how that electrified you in the eighties. Like what the fuck? What is yeah. this? like? That's that's how I feel about this shit. Like it's just it's beautiful, bro. When when you when you're sitting around with the guys, there were six of you, and you guys are recording, and you guys are um, you guys are rapping over the beat from All Eyes on Me. Mm. Is that choreographed? Are you like, hey, the subject? Like, how do five guys? How do six guys rap? Is what goes into that? Are you like, hey, everything has to be about God? Just so you know. 
go. Or everything <laughs> has to be about the first girl you fucked, go. Or like, how do you, or, or is it not? It's like, hey man, this, this, between this hook and this hook, it's you, do whatever the fuck you want between nah. here and here. Nah, it's like, um, somebody sets the tone, right? Whoever go first set the tone. Usually it's me, right? And um, after the tone is set, you either match that or you, you you yourself can feel like, damn, I was just rapping about shit. I didn't match that shit. Like, I didn't match that energy. Like, and and I don't know how to explain that as well. I don't know how to explain that really good, but I do know my mind naturally is going to say, let me, let me make this correlate. Like, you know, like, let me, like, if I rap some shit and it don't go with what somebody else put, I'm going to erase it and I'm going to try that shit again. Like, I'm not about to, like, you rapping about life and death and deep shit. And then I start rapping about McDonald's and Taco Bell. Like it don't work like that. Like it's not a song. And if you hear music and hits and good songs, like it correlates somehow, even if it's just about getting drunk and at the club and turning up the next person to get on the song is somewhat talking about that. Like it's, it's, it should be natural, you know, uh, it's kind of been natural. Like, but yeah, it's been times where even one of my friends could be like, Hey, bro, I don't think what you said really go with that like that. So I want you to do it, like erase that, do it again. And I have to, you know, take that humility and just do that shit. Like, my cousin Doe School was the main person that, like, helped me with that. Like, he great at making a song and whatever the subject of the song is, he keep it going strong. Like, whether it's a story about a girl or whether it's about, getting drunk or whether it's about, you know, being a gangster, shoot some shit, you know what I'm saying? It don't matter what it is. Like, that's the main person that, that was like the sweatshop I was in to like make me this good. Um, So the artist Doe School, artist slash producer, producer, like that's, he the main guy that like made me like that. But I get what you're saying. I feel like black people naturally do it. I know it's another stereotype stigma, but racist, racist. Yeah, very um, racist. Do you know anyone who's made it? Um, any, has anyone come out of there? Has, is is any by, by made it? I mean they 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 pay their rent. They pay their rent through music. Yeah, um, a few actually, not like a lot. I'm gonna be real because where I'm from, like at first I was the closest one I knew, but. Um, it's this dude named it's Philippe. I think it's Philippe Luciano. That's the name he go by. But we know him. We know him as his like personal name. Um, he kind of like with MMG and shit like that. Um, and he got a few more guys with well, MMG. Him. What is that? Uh, Rick Ross. Rick oh, Ross. Maybach. Really? Yeah. You know, I, I I spent a day with Rick Ross at his fucking palace in Atlanta once. I did a video with him. You did? Yeah, I interviewed him. I'll send you a link to it. Please, he's sure. he's he's cool as fuck. He's weird as fuck. You would love him. He's yeah. so and he's so open. Yeah. He's so he's like um he's like so squishy and loving and and so real and like that boy said squishy <laughs> he's so great i really enjoyed every second with him i really he was so uh he could get so real he should do more weird shit unless like i mean i like all his gangster rap i love all his rap i love all the maybach music stuff but man he's a trip 
he probably like this split personality too. Like he probably, you know, he got to turn it on and off. Like he get to be him, his open, weird self now. Cause it's, you know, the, the power and the platform, but like, I'm sure coming up, he had to keep the gangster turned on because, you know, Miami, you know, Port of Miami, the, the, you know, the cocaine, yeah. spirit, you know, surrounded by gangsters, you do all these favors for, and you know, you got all this respect, you, you know, you can pay all the lawyer fees, you can do all this shit, but like, it's still, he's still a person. He's, uh, yeah, he's in his hand. He, his fingers are a trip. He has really soft hands. I'll never forget his hands and really like wispy fingers and the way he moves and shit. It's almost like he's on fucking mushrooms or something. But anyway, when I was there, he was, he was working out hard. One of the things I did with them is I filmed, uh, he, he was doing some CrossFit and we, and we, and I was filming it. It was really cool. And, mm. and, and, you know, someone of his size, um, in his his weight and his health he that you have to make yourself really vulnerable yeah and i and i respect the shit out of it like everyone's gonna be laughing at you oh i lift more than you are he didn't give a fuck yeah he just went out there and, and hit it and was just being a great role model best way to be bro when you just don't give a fuck bro life be feeling so much better like it's just you're not stressed out about stupid shit like it's like small stupid shit stress you out when you give a fuck too much you know and it and it holds you back like, I feel like that holds you back. Rick Ross, would, if he cared about people saying, you, you fat and sloppy with your shirt off, ill, titties, you know what I'm saying? He wouldn't wear velvet jumpsuits with no shirt on. You feel me? With the chain on, like, titties hanging. He don't give a damn. They like, nigga, I'm Rick Ross. You know? The it's boss. Different. It's different when you, like, just got that personality where you just, I don't, I don't care, bro. I don't care, bro. I don't care. That's how I feel. Like I know I got chunky, but I still take my shirt off. Hell, yeah, I'm, yeah. With T Lion, with T Lion, you had your shirt off. Yeah, see what I'm saying. Yeah, fuck it, bro. You still look, you still look good, but dude, you got to work out. You want to live a long time. You'll be inspired. I think, I think you'll, you'll, you'll rap better. You'll be more creative. You should sweat every day. It made me feel good when I did work out all yeah. the time. Yeah, like I do. I, I know I feel better working out. You just confirmation. I already been talking about how I need to work out. You just done like you gave me confirmation of like this dude all the way in California. He like, hey, get off your ass. I heard. You. <laughs> like I heard so, you. So 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 Philippe made it to Philippe got signed with Rick Ross. Someone heard his music come out of come out of your yeah. neighborhood, and and he signed with them. Wow, that's cool. He, he's like, like, do you want to be signed or does that suck? Okay, I always, you know, I always said that, like, you know, seeing all this shit going on, you know, with people with their record labels and stuff, I always was like, mm, I don't want to be signed, I want to be independent. But now my stance is, um, I seen Young Thug say, Young Thug said he didn't give a fuck. He was like, I just needed a platform. Young Thug said he signed the most fucked up deal ever, but he knew he had a plan. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you know you just got it. It's like, fuck the deal, bro. You just needed some eyes. I just needed some dude somewhere to be like, I'm going to spend money on him. I'm going to put I'm gonna put something behind that kid. And like, um, I, I'm going to just see how it goes. Like, even if they only see you right now, but you can see the vision of you in 10 years. I can see the vision of me in like five years, 10 years, 20 years of like, being a pioneer of like some big shit like i'm not like a i'm not a one hit artist or i'm not a one trick pony like bro i'm gonna do pop shit nigga i'm gonna do i want to have a my first album i wanted to be like 
a feature from like Justin Bieber. I want a fucking Lauren Hill feature, bro. I want like I might even still get an R. Kelly feature. You know, I know that's. What? I know what? that's scary. Isn't, isn't, isn't R. Kelly? Did he, he's in jail, right? Yeah, he's a terrible person right now as oh, far as the world goes. R. Kelly. Oh, he's a terrible guy. But like, I mean, that don't take away from the art. No, uh, no, 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 no. It doesn't take away from the art at all. And like, you know, I, I'm diverse, bro. And I feel like if I sign right now, um, for a certain decent amount of money. You gave me a hundred thousand right now. I'm a blow. Like I'm gonna take that shit and run. First of all, ten thousand is gonna go in the promo and let the white kids say nigga to just keep that, you know, keep the momentum back, get it back up. And then the rest would be like, you know, I'll pay for a big name feature here and there, make crazy good music, you know, go hard as I can and like promote this shit out myself. Like, I don't know, bro. Like I just know I'm a blow. Like I and I can't I came from nothing, bro. Like I'm from a super small place. Like my family all southern and like, you know, older. They like, you know, they're not open. Not a lot of college educated, you know, so it's not a lot of big open mind, deep thinkers. It's, I don't got some rich un- uncle somewhere. Like, nah, bro, like this all sweatshop, check to check, like family members all st- i got old people still working in warehouses you know they need they need a retirement plan I'm like my grandparents just now got life insurance they didn't even know the details of that you know so like i don't know bro i just feel different i feel like you can sign me right now i'm gonna fucking take that shit and run with it like even if it's a fucked up deal even if it's a 360 deal i gotta do 10 albums cool bro i have music like I can rap. If I had the opportunity to be locked in a studio for a year straight, bro, I'm gonna come out with like a thousand albums, bro. Like a million. Like it's gonna be songs. Yeah, a studio with the treadmill. <laughs> Hell yeah, fuck it. Um, I lose fifteen to twenty pounds, and I'm gonna send you a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm just I'm just fucking busting your balls. You're a beautiful man, but and we're, I I don't really um working out's important just because you got to stay healthy. You you want to live a long time. Right. You don't want to be one of these people who's scared of COVID because they fucking got type 2 diabetes. You want to be like, "Fuck, give me I'll drink a gallon of that shit." <laughs> I had that shit. My whole family had that shit. We don't need added sugar. We don't fucking need to do refined carbohydrates. We just take care of ourselves. It's right. nothing. Just blow right through you. But if you walk your wife, if you walk your life on a tightrope with your diet, then when the wind blows, it just blow you right off, right? And like I, I don't walk up on a tightrope. I stay on the ground. How did what's Haley? What's Haley see about? Why is she still part of Trappers? Like, where did you meet her? Is she really want to be a rapper? Hell yeah, she is a rapper for sure. Like she is a rapper. She's a rapper. Like she raps. Um, Haley C is like this lit ass high energy. Like when I say energy, damn near ADHD. Like high energy person and one time i was performing at like this little community college right and like this other friend that i had was like i had some this girl used to work with me she came to the show and whatnot and she brought Haley with her Haley was just her friend um that she and Haley had heard about me doing music and shit so they brought Haley to the show and she like got up on the stage and everything it was just dancing around type shit and I'm just looking like, who is this weird ass like girl just jumping around doing shit? Like, you talk about weirdo, she fit. Like, she's a weirdo too. Um, 
And like ever since then, like I think I after that, uh she we you know, we said we was gonna do music and shit. She showed me some of her raps and shit, and I was in my head like, I mean, she can rap, but I don't know, I gotta see. So I um I had told her to come to the house one day. Um and we had smoked the blunt on the porch and we was just talking about life. And that conversation was like a whole day. Like it was like the hours was going by and we didn't even feel it. And like, ever since then we've been great friends. Like Haley is like an awesome person. And like, besides that, she really good at music too. Like she, she can make some good shit for, for what she looks like. And I think that's the part that like, made me like feel like okay this this trapezoid because you can look at her and think she's one way but then when she start talking and shit and she start like doing the music you'd be like damn like i had no idea she was like this like in she's a good- petite right she's tiny right yeah yeah very but and she plays basketball and shit like she just like this weird mix of a bunch of shit going on and i feel like that relates to like how i feel about my life you know i'm like a weird mix of a bunch of shit going on lika Veli, two hours and eight minutes i was scared last night so many podcasts i'm scared to do i face all those fears hey i'm i'm happy for you bro <laughs> You got nuts and you letting them hang, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Even these old-ass, wrinkly, 49-year-old nuts. Listen, uh, I'd love to stay in touch with you. If you ever want to come back on, you ever want to share anything, you ever want to say anything, people who don't have you on their podcast are fucking insane. You're so easy to talk to. You're fun to talk to. You use metaphors and analogies that make bring color and light and life to all the conversation. You're not afraid to fucking go anywhere. You put me in my place. 45 minutes ago, be like, hey, don't get carried away. I'm not giving you like some carte blanche to be like this white dude who's, I forget how you worded it, but yeah. like, I, I, uh, I respect the shit out of you, man. I, I, um, we don't know each other. I fucking reached, slid into your DMs, asked you to come on my show. Um, you, you beat a dead horse with, um, with your song, with the white kids say nigga. I'm sure you've, and, and, and you were great. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm happy for you that you have a kid. Um, and I, and I hope that we, uh, we stay connected. Definitely, man. Thank you so much. I feel the same way, bro. Um, yeah, just like, you know, fly me out to Cali or some shit, you know, teach me how to damn train my son to be like a sports creature or some shit. Like he's, he's lucky he has you and Jada, two loving parents. He's going to be great. Facts, man. Hey, but God bless you, bro. Thank you for the opportunity.